And welcome to Successful Comedy Podcast. <laughs> Episode 13. 13. Saturday, 12th of January, 2019. Already. This marks the one year anniversary of uh, my girlfriend and I moving into this apartment building that we're recording from now. We're in your your apartment right yeah, now. Yeah, I live in the same apartment building, yeah. a few floors down in a way shittier apartment. but Not much. Not much, but it. I don't have a balcony. That's that's the biggest. Uh, yeah, but I like these window balconies. I like these big windows that you can lean out of like this. I'm okay with these. Yeah, they're fine. But, but yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend really likes to have plants and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. So she, she, it was absolutely. She looked at one of these and it was. Uh, she was like, I'm not having this. No, if if I had a choice, I would definitely have an apartment like you guys. But I'm fine where I'm at. Your contract will be up soon, right? Uh, in uh, June. If I'm June? not mistaken, June or May. Ah, you should you should ask them about uh, moving did. upstairs. I did. But those people, that apartment up there is still empty. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they told me it's not. Empty. When did you talk to them? Yeah, well back. I'll talk yeah, to but that was again. when they still didn't know that those people defected on it. Okay. That was when they didn't know that yet because they were still getting mail and I helped them get their package. So what I'm talking about, by the way, is uh, I have these neighbors. They're these lovely Greek people, but basically, I guess they ran. They couldn't get work or something here. They, her, him, and his girlfriend had moved here, and they couldn't get work. And they uh, uh, eventually just decided, fuck it, we're moving back to Greek Greece. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, they just disappeared. And uh, I noticed it at one point because they had, like, a big fucking package in front of their door, and it was there for, like, two whole days. It was a massive package. Like, it was, you know, a moving box, like one of these big moving Mm -hmm. boxes, but it was two of them stacked on each other, wrapped together into tape to make into one massive double-tall moving box. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, I'm bringing it inside. And I decided I have to track these people down and stuff. And and it took a while uh, tracking them down through Facebook, but I found the girl... Uh, because I remembered her name, but I didn't remember the guy's name. I just remembered her name was was something. It was something much more memorable because it wasn't a Greek name, uh, the first name. So okay. I remembered it, you know. Uh, and the other guy's name was like Dimitrionakiolakis Papalodopoulos, you know. And but I'm just making jokes. They're lovely people. They're fucking really nice. <laughs> they're really really nice. And I helped them get their package back and stuff. And they're super thankful and have invited me to Greece and. Even wish me happy New Year's and stuff when it came around and stuff. Yeah. So they they ain't forgot. They're lovely people. But uh, they decided, fuck it, we're not going to this apartment anymore. We're we're just moving out. We're moving back. They just defected on it. They're like, what? Come and fucking get us in Greece. What are you gonna do? Come to Greece asking for for money? Everyone's gonna laugh in your face over here. <laughs> um, so they just pissed off to Greece. And uh, that was maybe a week later. You had emailed them. I remember that how that worked out. They there's they did not notify the housing company that they left. I'm sure of it. I'm 100% positive of it. Yeah. I'm sure by now they figured it out. Yeah, okay. Um, will, uh... We even have other new neighbors upstairs. Yeah. From something where people moved out and stuff. And there's two girls living together. So... There too. Outside? But I mean on the top floor with the balconies and shit. Yeah. So there was something empty there. Yeah, there's... A, but All it, this it, fucking time. But it emptied probably officially. Not them doing a midnight move and letting them figure it out on their own when the money stops rolling in after a while. Fucking assholes, man. Because also when I came... No, wait. Ask them again. When I came here to view apartments, they only showed me the two shittiest ones. Mm -hmm. And one of them I took. But I also asked the girl, like, are there any any, uh, um, with balcony or bigger or higher up? And they just flat out said, no, there's nothing. 
but I could okay. see it. Like I can see from certain play at some point uh, months later, uh, a lot of apartments that were empty, they were open and they were moving in very generic furniture. Some some company it turns out mm-hmm. now there are students apartments yes, yes. because they got uh now they branded the building some college or university probably did a did a deal with them they did a bulk rent yeah yeah it fucking sucks yeah we got a lot of students in there now a lot, and, of, a lot of i think um my neighbor is uh letting someone sleep at his place while he leaves i just saw him bringing somebody in hmm. hey nice to meet you and come on in and brought his bike in and stuff and like i think he's staying there while that guy's not around or something so that's gonna suck yeah we have to keep an eye out for airbnb shit do we though? Yeah, because it's a, it's not allowed. Oh, oh my God! I got I got a great, great, great news article for you, and I wish I wish I, I could play it on the um. It's a video from the Ate Five News Channel. Mm-hmm. So it's the local Amsterdam news. Yeah, channel. the local Amsterdam news channel. Um, Airbnb, as we have mentioned in other podcasts, is a huge cancer in this city mm-hmm. because it's really hard as it is to get a hold of. Uh, an apartment here as someone who's even like dutch and from here born and raised in amsterdam it's hard to stay in the, the city even if you can fucking afford it it's hard to find it yeah because what these people are doing you got people who win a bit of money or get a get a bit of money from investments or something like that and what they do is they uh they buy up an apartment and then they rent it out via airbnb exclusively they never live there and stuff or or they do but they they have a second home in another town with more space where they raise their kid and they come to amsterdam every once in a while and use that apartment. Just fucking ridiculous. Um, because there's a real housing problem in Amsterdam. And it's supposed to be a social kind of system here. And they're kind of, um, in a way, they're really impeding the process of that big time. They're making it hard for that system to exist at the same time. And, excuse me. They're also making it really hard for people to rent in general. Because that means there's no places for people to rent. If you're not staying there, don't keep it. I mean, I understand you have the freedom to do so, but this is a city that really has a problem with that. Um, so this this news story, <laughs> it really made me laugh. It was great. It was in Dutch, so translating it as best I can. Basically, what happened was this uh, rich couple in the south, and from not from Amsterdam South, but they owned a place in Amsterdam South, um, and they rented out via Airbnb. They don't live in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Um, they rented out via Airbnb a lot, and they had some people who were doing it regularly. And when they came to inspect the apartment, like a like like once a year, they come or they came around and stuff. It was t- finally freed up. They're gonna spend some time in Amsterdam. Um, the place was trashed. Like uh, the walls had marks and and like it, like obvious signs of struggles and shit happening in it. And um, there was cum stains all over the place. I mean, everywhere, all over, like, everything. There was cum. Just, like, people like people were just fucking and spraying cum everywhere imaginable. Uh, like, one of the photos in the news story is, like, a finger just pointing at the couch and a stain of cum on it. <laughs> and it's like, this is in the news. <laughs> and um, uh, they... Uh, um, <laughs> The whole news article is about that. So they did a little more investigation and they found this porno website where you can get hookers and it was pictures inside their own apartment. Ah! And basically someone was running a prostitution ring with like three different hookers and stuff inside their apartment for a whole bunch of time. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is so beautiful. This is a beautiful story. That's what you fucking get, you assholes. That's what you get. Stupid assholes. I really wonder how I can find this now. I have the link. You have the link? Yes. Okay, then we'll see what happens. I'm going to tap my phone a little bit here, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I hope you tap guys don't that. hear it. Link copied. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And then to Facebook. Because, do you use WhatsApp? Sometimes. Okay. I don't understand why nobody uses WhatsApp on here. I'm I'm in a WhatsApp group for for work. There you go. I sent you the that's the news story video and stuff and uh, yeah. Like I just got a WhatsApp message from a customer that is eating my cake. Yeah, I saw that picture. It's like, <laughs> what the f- get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> no, he's cool. He's my massage therapist. He's, oh, okay. a, a, he's my gay drag queen massage therapist. What? Yeah. She's a drag queen and a massage therapist. Like, mm, the best combination Are ever. you ever going to do something like this or something? Do something like what? Drag? Yeah. Well, I already have uh, plans with him to, to do his makeup and hair because I really am into that. I'm not, I, I would love to perform theoretically as a drag performer, but mm-hmm. also in the same time, I'm, I'm just a basic fucking white bitch. Like... I'm not a gay man or or like a somebody with with those fierce uh, 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 desires. You know, it would be fun, but I don't think it's my. Why don't you become gay. one of those one of those female bearded men? Well, you have those too, <laughs> drag kings. Yeah, and drag, I'm absolutely obsessed king. with them too. Become one of those. But that's the thing uh, with a lot of things that I love. I don't feel really the desire to actually participate in Would it. You Just do a stand-up comedy cabaret. <laughs> where you tell really campy jokes and you got someone no. you got like a really like you got your boyfriend just with a little drum kit just to do rim shots rim <laughs> shots yeah that's when you go rim jobs rim shots is when you go bah, bah, is that what it's called it's called a rim shot yeah i, I that, didn't know little, it was called a rim job <laughs> after a joke yeah. you know that little thing and, and he and hit the look on his face if you were doing something like that just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super pissed off. <laughs> with the full metal jacket stare. Yeah. <laughs> looking into the audience with disgust. Like, uh, fucking fat. Tuxedo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's dressed nice for the occasion. But yeah. He's just like... He's, he's a professional. Just but... a bearded guy. Just... <laughs> and meanwhile, also interact with him and like play with his mouth, like yeah, 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 exactly. Like make him say things like I love the audience. And he's just sitting there with just with a straight face, just <laughs> slowly. I'm slowly fueling his insanity. After every show, he just collects the money, and goes home. <laughs> you stay partying, hang out, meet the crowd and stuff. He collects the money, and he goes home. Where he drinks beer on the couch. <laughs> While watching Bruce Willis movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I need to I need to watch Top Gun or something. <laughs> I need to watch Die Hard or else I'm going to die hard. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Spare my flecken. Mhm. <laughs> Talk about a beautiful Dutch word, spare my fleck. Spare my fleck. Oh, it's so try. <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's the article. It's very funny. No, 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 no sound. Okay. So in the meantime, let's uh, 
don't know. <laughs> Did you see that? They're just pointing at it. <laughs> no, I did not see it. After. Wait. <laughs> they're, they're darkened for their own privacy We're wa she's watching the video for the first time with the people without subtitles but it's showing like these screenshots of just like signs of struggle fucked up doors and walls and shit like that and just weird situations raggedy 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 bloody towels on the fucking radiators and shit and there's oh, there's shit. the porno website they found and stuff and it's like here it shows here and uh in these photos that's inside their apartment and yeah shit. like that's Oh, they did. <laughs> That's their shelves and shit, and they're like, "Oh God." <laughs> yeah, so a whole bunch of prostituting had gone on. In there. That, the, the that website, doing, though. Yeah, the police. Yeah, what's that site? The uh, police okay. are doing. <laughs> the police are doing investigations on it, though. They're taking it seriously. They're not just laughing at it and stuff like that. No, they're of actually. Not. They're probably going to make some arrests on this one, most still, likely. It's, it happens. It's funny. A lot of people came. That shit is in so the fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, in the plant, in the house plant, like. Ew! Is that an inflatable? There is an inflatable mattress on a bed. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's you cocksuckers get. Yeah, exactly. Thinking you can, like, rake in easy money, but nah. I'm so happy to see this, honestly. Me too. I'm really happy to see this shit. Because, because this is this is the tip of the iceberg, the small splinter of the iceberg. Yeah. Because there are um, so many fucked up things going on in those Airbnb. Do you know where all these uh, hidden camera... Uh, the the internet is is full of hidden camera videos of women showering or pooping yeah, or whatever. Sure. There's yeah. a lot of them. Do, yeah. How do you think that is? Yeah. Air fucking B&B. Hotels. And hotels. Like, no, like but cheap, mostly Airbnb cheap, because Like hotels easier. in countries where they don't have a star system. Like, yeah. not at the Radisson, but it'll be at some hotel in India and shit like that places like that maybe no. not india because they have strict strict laws against that shit but in places like i just don't know a seedy motel chains. a seedy motel in vegas yeah exactly not just big, no big chains but just yeah. single people running okay yes. yeah but that's that's one of those things but also okay i have stayed at an airbnb in new york uh, in astoria is uh, kind of it's kind of the greek neighborhood and uh, the the girl owning that apartment was a thirty something year old uh, Surinamese woman who lived in New York for twenty five years, but she still spoke pretty good Dutch. It was wow. very funny. Okay. And we went out and we got drunk and we were okay. Anyways. Well, that's great that you your your person uh, spoke Dutch though. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't ask for it. But it at some point yeah. when we met with her, we we decided to hang out with her apart from the whole giving the keys thing because mm -hmm. she seemed like a very cool cool person and uh, turns out she was. And she had that apartment, she bought it 25 years ago for uh, uh, her sister-in-law, I believe, to live there with her husband, Ladida. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, her brother and her sister-in-law, but she was not close with her brother, I think. Okay, it's a whole different... I don't even remember. I don't care. No, exactly. It's not <laughs> even relevant. The relevant thing is, at some point, that uh, uh, the house became empty, and she, of course, didn't want to sell it, because she figured... This this was t five or ten years before the whole Airbnb thing. Yeah, before it was really a... And she, for years and years, tried to rent the thing out. And it was very hard because it was a pretty shitty neighborhood, kind of like a pro project's neighborhood. And yeah. It was a nice house. but And she put a lot of money into renovating it and making it appealing. Didn't work out. 
But at some point, Airbnb took off, and now she's it's it's she's ba- basically making a li- living out of it because yeah. she is year round uh, uh, selling of uh, renting out the apartment, and she lives in a very tiny shithole apartment in Manhattan, uh, close actually close to Harlem, like Upper Manhattan, yeah. and uh, she also rents out a room in that tiny apartment. To, yeah. <laughs> But uh, it was very fun. Next time I go to New York, I will certainly uh, stay with her. If I go by myself, I will stay with her in her hmm. Manhattan apartment. Because it was so nice. If you go partying and then you walk a few blocks and then just roll into the house. Uh, my girlfriend and I were looking into um, uh, travel and stuff like that. And costs for going to places and stuff. We can like go to Egypt for like 300 euros. Egypt? Cool. Yeah. Round trip. Food and lodging taken care of and everything. 300 euros per person. Nice. So I'm like, we should arrange like a big go to Egypt. A big go? A big go. What do you mean a big <laughs> go? I don't know. Get Operation a bunch of people Hot Jibit? Yeah. Hot Hot Jibit? Is that what you said? <laughs> Did you just fuck up Egypt and say Bijipt? <laughs> <laughs> Operation Hot Beegypt? No, I said G-Bipped. G-Bipped. Hot g <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, Wait, that um, didn't happen. Edit that out, please. Episode 13 title, Operation Hot G-Bipped. <laughs> but what do you mean with a big go to Egypt? Hot... <laughs> uh, G bit I just don't know how that's spelled. <laughs> it, it became bees. It became a bee. G bit G bit Um I don't know. Like let's a bunch of us go to Egypt. Like <laughs> let's try and get Sammy, Misha, oh fuck Kuhn, no. uh fucking me, Jean, uh Whoever else is cool and be pretty fun and interesting to travel with and film and record the expedition and the weird shit we go do. It's cheap. Okay, count me out. Really? Yeah. Wow. I Why? hate traveling with big groups. Really? Yeah. Oh. I like traveling with uh, with groups of three. Okay. Or so four so max. you mean you want to go with me and my girlfriend and be the fifth wheel or? No, maybe maybe with Aladdin too because he speaks. Oh, wait, fuck. Uh, Jafar, too. He speaks too. Egyptian? Yeah, he speaks Arabic. And he lived in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, he lived I don't in... think he was Egyptian a language. Well, I no, guess no. You ancient, have... ancient Egyptian. He speaks hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just see uh, uh, signs coming <laughs> like, out of his mouth. You order something at McDonald's there and it comes out as, like, hieroglyphics. <laughs> like, little tapped-in stone fucking <laughs> receipts. <laughs> and, a, and a hamburger. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, hamburger with little sizzle marks and stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> fries. Little river that signifies ketchup and. The... <laughs> but no, um, I would like to invite you guys to come with me to the yearly metal festival I go to. Which one? Brutal assault. Brutal assault. Because. I don't think my girlfriend could handle a brutal assault. I could handle it, but I just know that I would like. I would. I know. Here's how it would go. I would have a great time, and I would say. I think that festival was a lot of fun. It would have been so much better if none of that music happened. Is what I'll probably end up saying because I don't, I really don't. 
I've been to big metal shows before and it's just... I just, I just Are don't. you done with being close-minded now? And let me explain. Yes, there is a lot of metal f- music, of mm-hmm. course. However, there's also a lot of... N- also heavy or weird music, but that is non-metal. Okay. There's always something that you would like to check out. And even if you don't, there is... Uh, you can do, do just vacation stuff. There's a nearby village. Okay. There's a river where you can swim. There is an. Uh, are, are metal people swimming in it as well? <laughs> yeah, they are. Of course. What do you think? A lot of met, a lot of titties. Count me out. A lot of titties, dude. Lots of titties. <coughs> and Czech Republic is super cheap. Yeah. Or we can just go to Prague. I mean, I don't care. I know someone who is always going to be at both of those places who I don't ever want to see. Well, she wasn't there last year, so. Yeah, she was. Wait, are we talking about the same person? The one that I used to live with a while ago. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Last, last year she wasn't there. No, fuck, she wasn't. No, she, she went was- to Czech Republic last year. No, I was there and I went because she didn't go. Hmm. Or did she go to Hellfest or something? I don't care. Doesn't matter. She went to something. She went to something, but not to uh, that thing. I'm sure she went to Czech Republic. But she just goes there. Yeah, she, she knows just, people. She goes there all the time to get yeah. tattoos. Whatever. Why are we okay. even talking about this whore? Let's uh, talk about <laughs> other things. Other whores. At the metal festival. <laughs> you have a lot of whores. I don't care. I'm not going to go with my girlfriend to a whore festival. No, no. Like, that's not my like, bitch. Oh, yeah, okay. bring, bring your girlfriend there. You know what you're going to love with all the tits. No, you're no, like, no. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Like pretending like not to see the tits for a weekend. Your girlfriend <laughs> is a very social bubbly person that's what i'm afraid of and no 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 but that's the thing if you if you play your cards right and that means just hang out with me most of the time just no gonna she's fine. gonna get wasted at that festival and i'm gonna have to pull her away from a lot of situations the whole time that's what's gonna happen there okay you know what fine don't go with me to the fucking festival i don't even want you there no. i don't want to look after your ass it's fine it's fine let's talk about something else Horekapa, that's where we went last yeah, week. Yeah, hey. On Monday, I believe. It was dope. I already said my piece in like a whole hour or something. So I'll, I'll definitely like to chime in with you. Yes, I am. First, I want to point out I was a bit disappointed with myself because I was very um, overwhelmed when, we, when I came in. Hey, you went shy. I went shy, exactly. I didn't. Okay. I should have I should have th- thought about it better. I was wearing very lame clothes, as in I, I had w- dressed up a little bit. I had. If not. you had noticed, yeah, I, I had, had nice not. pants on, nicer pants on, like not shitty jeans, and I had a nice couple shirts on. You know, so I should have done that too. I everything. was just wearing shitty fucking plaid shit, and That's I realized why I my coat because I look better with that instead of that ratty jacket and stuff that I wear. Like, <laughs> ratty, I, was like, yeah, I, I was like, I was like, I kind jacket. of need to fucking do this to pull it off. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Yeah, that's what I, I did. I was very shy. But also, I just didn't want to uh, really talk to people that day. And that's a yeah. shitty day to have when you have to talk, when you go to a fucking food convention. It was also just the weed. I was very high already when I yeah. came, when we met. I, I ate a cookie, one of these cookies. Oh. Want to split this one? Or? No. <laughs> I want to eat it. But I, okay. I wanted to. I didn't eat it today. Okay. This is one of the not super... This is the Albert Hennock guy. Yeah, let's split it. I'm fine with that. Okay, anyways. 
I, I hope there was more. That's all I'm saying. I hope there, there would have been more. Because the last time I was there, I was there with my sister and, and a very energetic friend of hers that has a food blog about raising your child sugarless or non-carb or something. <laughs> and they were both very social with the people and talking to them. And I was just hanging out with them. Mm-hmm. And every time they got to taste something, I got to taste they it too. They gave you one too, yeah. Yeah. And this time when we went, I kind of forgot that you actually have to... You have to engage with people. Yeah. I started doing it when we hit the cheese counter. I was like, you know what? That stuff looks delicious. Let's just fucking but, try this. Okay, can I just briefly uh, talk about how I experienced that cheese counter? Okay, mm. we were walking through this Italian section. This whole Italian section with just Italian people talking Big with room. each other. Big ass room. And every time we, we walked past some, some place, they kind of ignored us. Or because we were not... We also didn't have our badge out, by the way. But that Italian preservatives lady totally flirted with me, but only to make a sale. Yeah, of course. Of course, like totally sales the, flirting. That was in the end, though. That's when we really was, kind of got the trade. I found running. that really funny. She's like, "Oh, are you? Are, are do you? Are you? Do you live in Amsterdam?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." She's like, "Oh, that's really cool. Wow, me too." I'm like, "That's great." That's cool. <laughs> okay. Well, would you like to try my uh, preserved artichokes? Yes, I would. Thank the you. artichoke was pretty nice. They were all pretty nice. I like that stuff. But the thing with the tuna, I wasn't interested in trying it. Yeah, I was like, wh- okay, she she tried to give us these uh, uh, small tuna f- stuffed peppers. But at first, I w- thought it was one of those peppers stuffed with cream cheese or something. If it was fresh and grilled and not uh, preserved in an oil, I would have totally eaten it. Yeah, b- but I, when I heard it was tuna, I was like, uh, no thanks. Nah. Oh, that's uh. a little bit sad. She also said, she's like, I don't really like them either, she said. Like, why do you offer them then? Fuck because off. it's not about what you like. Yeah, You're trying to sell all of it, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, I'm, and there's plenty of people here who dig that shit. And probably the, she, she gets a commission maybe if she sells. Oh, of course, yeah. That's why she was she was uh, flirting with me, of all people. <laughs> but anyways, this cheese uh, stand. At some point we, decide, we saw this cheese stand and we decided... To not leave without having tried some cheese. Yeah, Italian and it cheese. turns out they were the they won national awards for best Italian cheese and stuff yeah. like that. And I got to eat those cheeses, and that shit was. Yeah, but the incredible. thing was, when we approached the guy that probably usually talks to people, was already talking to people and letting them try stuff. Yeah. So uh, Steve here went up to the counter and started browsing through their uh, cheese. Yeah, I just started catalogs. thumbing through their catalog. Yeah. And. I, I tried to make eye contact with one very moody Italian dude in, in a suit sitting there. And I smiled at him and I said, hello. And he just looked me dead in the eyes, emotionless. And he just didn't do any acknowledging. It. And I was like, oh, that, that stinks. Like, he's not the, the guy. He's not. No, but no, I just wanted to say <laughs> the hi. Like, that the helped fuck? us was really nice. Well, at some point. But, okay, this is what I noticed. She asked us questions and we talked, talked uh, told her stuff. And every time this... Uh, angry suit guy came up to her and it, in Italian she would tell him what we just told mm-hmm. her yeah so that sounded it, it, I don't know it felt it was just a, such a weird vibe to me I because I noticed this and well, he was probably saying something like those kids aren't actually gonna buy some food they're not gonna start any deals with us or anything like that yeah be, exactly and that that's what I didn't like about this whole thing because yeah, well, aren't we allowed to just Taste something. That's the only time that that happened, though. And True, I, but that, I ate, that's I ate, why like, I didn't like the whole Italian section. I already cut up cheese. I, never made, I didn't make them open up a new wheel or something like that. No, so. no, no. And, and it was very nice cheese. 
That was the best cheese I ever ate in my and life. And it was shreds. They were not even... It, but it didn't fucking matter. I would have eaten the dust of that. I don't yeah. fucking care. That shit was delicious. <laughs> it was amazing. It was like the most interesting textured Italian cheese. It was familiar yet completely new. It was like, oh, I wonder if I'm going to like this or not. Cause, but it was it had like the familiarity of uh, Parmesan or Padano cheese or something yeah, like yeah, that. Exactly. But it was a completely yeah. new flavor. And it was smooth yet... yet crisp at the same time like yeah. it crumbled but it was also really smooth at the same time and, and the especially the last one lasted forever and i really like the one that was made with chianti wine as well that was a really good one that yeah. pink cheese yeah, like yeah. it wasn't made like how you guys do with the cheese you can get at like for example the albert heim but also nice cheese shops where they cut a hole in the center and plop a bottle of wine upside down yeah. in it for a few days or port yeah, they put a port in it and stuff like that. It's basically that, except the whole process of making the cheese started with having wine in it already. Mm-hmm. So it's done a little bit differently. That's yeah, what it exactly. said in the pamphlet, at least. And that shit was delicious. God mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm. Yeah, that was very good. And their distributor is here. You can, it's like Westerduck. Yeah, they're, they're pretty far. close. Yeah. Yeah, so. so uh, what I'm saying here, the, the 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 negative experiences I I had from this day was completely my own fault because I didn't look like somebody they wanted to talk to, and, and I should have done better. For. I prepared for that. Yeah, a little I bit. totally didn't think about it when I ran I out the door. I have a fucking suit and I didn't wear it. I should have. I have. Next I that's what I'm the, saying. Next time we go in jet full... black, so I needed something a little more blue, like a navy blue one or something. The one I had was jet black, so Why? it wouldn't, it wouldn't the... have gone well with anything I was wearing. Right? Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay, next time. To wear. Next time we go full formal. Yeah, my my because... thing looks like uh, wedding or funeral kind of thing. So just I was the... wearing a Motorhead shirt. Like, what were the... you? Yeah. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I didn't realize that. Oh man. Dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's me. Yeah. Oh well. But, you know, we like, still got at to some eat point, a lot I just, of shit. I just started. I just started talking to people and going up to them and stuff. Exactly. But... Yeah. I uh, I appreciate that. But... And no problem. Because uh, I, I was I was hungry. I wanted to eat. Yeah, <laughs> I saved I... I saved that for dinner. I didn't eat all day. And, uh, no, but I, I also, um, the best part was going to the snack bar section because the snack bar section was like, you know, people are just going to try it. They don't need to hear the pitch. Just taste the fucking snack. If it's good, get their business card and start ordering boxes of it for your restaurant. Yeah. The end. So all the croquettes and fries and ice creams and stuff we got mm-hmm. to eat. That was awesome. Cause Ooh. it was like a lot of it was just fucking self-serve. Yeah. That slushy. Hell yeah. Yeah. We you just know? did it. And have a slushy in years. Like sometimes something uh, seemed Rockers. like you could get it, but we were not entirely sure. But we just hung out around the thing, and then nobody came to help us. So we yeah. were like, oh, fuck it, we're going to get just like with the coffee. The yeah, coffee. but I think the coffee was self-serve as well. True, but still, it seems like kind of weird to just take something. I don't know, maybe that's just me. I just, I, I do uh, regret not having tasted more of the bakery section. Mm, yeah, well... We really should have just taken a couple days there. Yeah. So my and girlfriend and I girlfriend. are planning, Yeah, my girlfriend and I are for sure gonna go next year. Me too. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, if you guys get that consistent thing and you're gonna do it again through that way, mm-hmm. uh, would love if you got us tickets. Sure. Like, that would be fantastic because I would love to go again for sure. And by then, maybe the the food blog idea will be something I've established. Yeah, and then you will actually be somebody, and then <laughs> actually be somebody. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. And then maybe you'll actually be somebody for a change. <laughs> you want to be somebody? You got to act like somebody. <laughs> and that's a fact. 
somebody. That's Chris. Okay. Oh my god. No. And then your girlfriend can uh, be our executive uh, uh, associate. Oh, because she's so good at talking to people. My yeah, god. exactly. That's why I, I thought like, oh, I wish mm. I wish Jean was here many very, times during that festival. Like, I just want to chill. A very perky, uh, tall, blonde Dutch girl. To, and very to, bubbly, like to just go and start talking to people and being, but she also has jokes and stuff like that. Like, it's so funny. She gets along with everybody very easily, strangers and stuff like that. She's really good at that shit. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a shame. I was like, seriously, the because it was going on to the tenth. Each day I was trying to get her to come. I yeah. was like, honey, honey, it's only like three o'clock. I just got off work. You want to go down there real quick? <laughs> She's like, no, I don't want to go. Soon next year. Oh damn it! <laughs> we have it now. It's there. I want to go. <laughs> want to get some free food? Put on a fake mustache. Ah. <laughs> oh. mm. What you smoking today? A blueberry from the coffee shop at Keteltje. Ooh. And that one. for people that don't know Keteltje, let me explain real briefly. It is one of those shops, as a tourist, you would normally not find it. Not really. un- Unless you happen to walk past it, but that's not really a Or street. if your Airbnb happens to be on that street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mo- it's mostly a local's neighborhood shop. And there are also a lot of, like, sort of thugs hanging out there. Yeah. And, and older, uh, low lives and that kind of people. The people that hang out in a coffee shop all day, mm-hmm. and then in the night, they go hustling. Yeah. <laughs> And also the people that work there kind of look like that, except for that older white guy the old with Dutch guy. the old yeah. Dutch guy with the with the with the ponytail. He's cool. Yeah. Like yes, he IDs me when I walk in there. And I'm 30 years old. <laughs> like, you're not 30. You're 30. What? That's the last time I've been there. Oh, okay. Jeez, <laughs> sorry. I'm 32. I'll be 33 in a few months, actually. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> well, it'd be more like uh oh. It's like I'm 32. I'll be 31 next month. Oh shit! Yeah, it's it's weird. Is there know. a new Christ coming? What's going on? <laughs> that's it. I don't know. Anyways, so that's Ketelche. They have good. They have decent weed. I guess yeah. I never really got to try their weed that much because yeah, there right. was a point in time when I didn't have an ID. It's complicated. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Every once mm. in a while, I go uh, hang out there with some of my coworkers because our job is right down the street like the the bartending job I do and uh it's kind of weird because they are poo, uh, they are like playing they pool are poo? oh they're poo they are poo poo people no they're playing pool so we have two kind of hot dutch girls like in their tw- 20 21 years old playing pool bending over and then you have all these thugs like oh shit yeah. <laughs> and then I'm sitting in the corner with with my uh, two other co-workers just chilling, smoking, talking about life. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and there's a huge TV screen always playing football, uh, soccer. Or like Moroccan music videos from their satellite TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that shit. Yeah. It just depends on who's working. Because if it's the, if it's the black guy, then, then it's hip-hop or... <clears throat> Or usually it's football actually because yeah. especially now there's a football. It's the, the uniting time. factor. It, what, is, what is going on with football right now? I have no fucking idea. Don't ask. I don't care. 
Every once in a while, European I European Cup, Champions League. I don't know. How World should Cup? I fucking? Is World Cup happening again or something? Was I don't that, know. Did that just happen? I don't know. Just don't ask. I have no idea. What's football? A ball with. How foot. does football work? What is the, I also don't really fully understand the rules. I mean, I know you. Well, gotta, the like, ball has to go in the goal, <clears throat> and then you have a point. Yeah, but you can't just go right into the goal and stuff no, like that. There's no, no, no. You have to approach it from certain angles, and there's a degree well, no, that you can't approach from. It's n- called offsides because you went in from the wrong direction. No, that's not and, true. That's not true. What you're saying, offside means that if you are a, an attacker on the goal, if yeah. there's no defender uh, of the other team between the goal yeah. and you, when you get the ball, yeah. then you're offside, and it right. doesn't count. Right, and you can't actually kick the goal in because there's no one there to stop it. But that's just like. Well, that sounds like their fucking problem. They should have been there defending the person. No, who's but then get the... then you could just as as a keeper as as a defender on the other side of the field just woo just fucking high rise the ball to the other side and then the guys no that's... yeah well the goalie is still there yeah but that's just not so it basically how it works. has to be somebody and the goalie so it's yeah. never just the attacker versus the goalie it has to go well past... if if they pass the attacker then it is yeah right if they pass the attacker. So that's it's what a weird I do rule, and they, and they and and they that's actually one of the things that made soccer a much more low-scoring game too. I heard um, because they they brought that in later um, in the seventies or eighties or something like that. I think maybe, I, don't yeah. quote me on that. I'm probably wrong. I have no idea, but all maybe. I know is it was a while ago. This is something uh, uh, one of my old roommates taught me about that because they're really into football and shit. And yeah. I asked them about that, like, what's football? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And they explained me that rule. They said like it didn't used to be like that, and before that it would be like fucking thirty-two to forty and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And that sounds like, it's like doesn't that sound like more fun? And they're like, no, because just like they found ways to cheat the system and stuff like that. I was like, no. That just sounds like people use strategy. They use strategy to fucking lure the defender and then fucking go and go for the goal and stuff like that. It sounds like they need to up their strategy, be smarter on that. Then you got like a war field going on. Yeah. I think it would be more fun without it. No, now it's just see how people far the jogging go. on a field for 90 minutes. It's too it's too uh, structured and too much passing and stuff like that. And there's so many rules that it has to be passed in a certain way. And it's only like rare moments that it actually gets truly exciting and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, most yeah. of the those things are won not by like this big all deciding game, but like just like the overall thing. And like they might have scored more points in this game, but guess what? They won the tournament because they had more ball possession throughout the whole season. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Someone got robbed. That's fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. Like that's so stupid. <laughs> Let me tell you something real funny. Uh, in 2010, I believe there was this big uh, World Cup with uh, Is it the Brazil one. No, no uh, Spain. Was, that was yeah. That was Brazil it, was 12, uh, 14. Yeah, in, in 2010 it was uh, uh, the, in Spain. Uh, Netherlands versus Spain. Yeah. And I went with my uh, then boyfriend to watch it on the Museumplein. Ah. Museumplein. Yeah. On a big screens. And it was packed. It yeah. was There were so many And it was people. a big disappointment, wasn't it? You guys lost hard. We lost you? so hard because there were a lot of chances during the thing. But every time there something happened and then... Yeah. Like there was uh, many times that the uh, attacker had a almost clean shot, clear shot to yeah. the goal because the goalie was somewhere and the defenders were behind him. Then he yeah. tripped over the ball or something oh. like that. Like what the fuck? And and okay afterwards. So they threw the game or something. Yeah, and we lost, and it was magical to see all these grown men crying <laughs> together on this huge. There were like tens of thousands of people there. And a lot of men crying, like big, strong, hell's angels men, and crying. And afterwards, riots broke out. People tried to tip over trams. (laughs) After I went with the the subway home, 
and the subway was also packed with crying men and there were a lot of people just fucking demolishing seats they're very angry and they're kicking, looking for a trying to shit. kick out windows which is impossible because it's plastic bolted but still they tried and they were graffiti oh no according to Kuhn's story that's just very much glass <laughs> no no savage. no not in the subway the subway is oh, uh, maybe the new that. ones I don't yeah. know but the old ones were plastic mm. and <laughs> <laughs> everything just got completely sh- to shit everybody was oh, just so funny. fucked up and but those crying men just like <laughs> well, ugly crying snot running over their mouth crying yeah, yeah. into I have their a, cleavage I have, big, I have a big beamer you know and and when the 2014 world cup was happening in brazil yeah. i think it was in rio de janeiro or something like mm-hmm. that um it was uh we watched i think it was when germany completely decimated the brazilian team mm-hmm. and they won like 15 to nothing or something mm-hmm. like that like it was bad 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 and brazil was doing so fucking good that year it looked like it was looking like world cups happening in their place and they're gonna win it. It was looking like that. And then, like in the last, like when they went against Germany, Germany just like fucking handed their ass to them hard. Yeah. And so I remember watching this on a big screen, like so the people's faces were bigger than than like our bodies and stuff. So huge close-ups of these people with tears streaming down their faces, but dressed like in all green and yellow, like elves and shit like that with Brazilian flags. So like, <laughs> like that. No, but by the way, it was Facebook Argentina. Pro- it was Germany versus Argentina, oh, Argentina. But, the, but the World Cup was in Brazil. Okay, right. It's Germany versus Argentina. Yeah. I stand corrected. Okay, this is how much I know about sports. <laughs> but those those people were crying so fucking hard. It was so funny. Misha's Facebook profile photo for for like a straight ear was a close up of someone like eh, one of these women <laughs> I'm googling the pictures now yeah that was some funny shit but what else about the Horikawa anything else that's it I mean, that, those gyozas we ate were fucking delicious yeah the Japanese uh, stuff that we had that was quite nice and those Indeed. people were nice too. They just gave us their stuff. Yeah. It was very good. <clears throat> that was fantastic. I the... love the fried section, of course, because we got bitter. But we, I ate so many bitter bottles. Yeah, like, I at the, the last point they had like all of them out in a row. They yeah, had laid out a whole the, line of them. Also weird ones with like Peking duck or satay or I don't know. Old no, it wasn't cheese. satay ones. It was like um. I saw the, the there were a lot of. Old cheese was one of them, which is really nice. Yeah. Like aged cheese. You guys call it old cheese if you directly translate it. It doesn't sound that appetizing in English. You want some old cheese? Yeah. Like, it's just been sitting out for a while. Like, I didn't finish it. Do you want it? It's old. But, yeah, aged. It's, like, really nice aged cheese, uh, selected cheeses and stuff inside there. Oh, that was amazing. Um, Yeah. I liked, I really liked the the Peking duck one. That was cool. They're, like, bringing in these weird Asian ones. Yeah. These Asian... (laughs) And with the sauce, with the special sauce. Yeah, the special sauce. It was very nice, like a sambal kind of sauce. It was mm-hmm. very nice. Creamy sambal. But then, yeah, it was nice. But the, the, my my biggest regret is that we didn't, we weren't there longer. Yeah. And more prepared or yeah. more, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but still, it was a nice day. It was very nice. Uh, it's a very nice chill. It's just nice to see that part of the world too. Yeah. Yeah, and the funny thing is, right after Horekafa is the Huishoudbeurs. What is that? That is uh, uh, basically Horekafa, but just for normal people. So just Huishoudbeurs is grocery beurs. Okay, Grocery okay. convention. So and more samples, though? A lot of samples, <gasps> but it's it's probably sold out already, because mm. this is this is the 
the mecca for fat, crazy Dutch house mothers. <laughs> but, 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 but let's look into it anyway and try and go to it. Yeah, let me check it out real quick. I'll actually. bring my camera. You have a lot of those internet crazy uh, videos from the house outdoors. Nice. Outdoors. 16 till 24th of February. Okay. Are there tickets available? Oh. And if so, how much? Fifteen ninety five. Okay. And are they still available? Let me check real quick. I think so. I can I'm in the buying area. Shall I buy three tickets? Yes. I will tell I will tell Fifth my girlfriend. Is... Arrangement. What's that? Oh. Hey, if it's asking for if someone's a business owner or something like that, you can put my business number in there. Or even the Mitsos business number, either or. Whoa, there's so many different tiers of ticket. What's up with that? Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like discount, sure. discounts for kids and yeah, shit Yeah, like but that? there's also VIP for Venna. What is for Venna? Spoil arrangement, hmm. it's called. So it's a, it's a VIP what is that? How much is that? 39. Hmm, that's a little expensive. Mm-hmm. Let me just... I mean... We probably should do it upright, <laughs> but I don't want to spend that much money. But I bet it means if, like, if you're a VIP, people are just going to hand you everything when you walk in. So with these tickets, you have just, you have one day. Okay. And So it's, it's 11 bucks per day. What? No, 13.95 per day. Okay. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to buy them. There's no, like, full-time pass? No. Okay. One day is enough, I suppose. Well, it looks like we're going to go to another food convention. Yeah. <laughs> and this time we're going with your girl. We're going to triple-dog it. It's going to be amazing. That's going to be a lot of fun. All the oh, shit. Yeah, I took all of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was right here. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't take all of it. It just seems like it from the side. No, it's pretty nice. That's Albert a fantastic Hine. trio. Yeah, Albert Hein. I haven't shopped there 35% in forever. 35% courting. I went the other, the other day to only buy uh, smoked garlic. Yeah, I usually go there to, to hunt for these 35% off uh, yeah. uh, things. And I got a shitload of them. Most of my shit, what I got today, was from nice. that. Yeah, it's very nice. Like, these kinds of things, they're Yeah, off. Then, then, then that means it's just a normal price, because usually things are really overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> By about 35%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quite marked up. I like the food at the Albert Hine, though. They have way good selection. I miss, I miss shopping there. <laughs> <coughs> it is, and it just makes you feel a little bit more spoiled, too. Like, a yeah. little bit more taken care of because everything is nicely packaged nicely lit i will go there sometimes for specific ingredients that you absolutely cannot find at the normal grocery store that i go to which is the lidl yeah and the lidl the lidl is great <coughs> i have no shit about the lidl but you everything totally is last. just fucking sm- smashed everywhere yeah well sort of you can also totally you can totally last at the lidl on on recipes and everything like that and not have to worry about shit and stuff you can it's fine um, but if you want to like get adventures with recipes, you actually like, eventually it's kind of like, wow, they have just the same kind of cuts of meat here and stuff. So you don't really have much choice on what kind of meat you want to have. You got your pork, you got your chicken, you got your beef mm-hmm. and each one has two different kinds, you know, and that's, and eventually that gets a little boring. 
Um, Sorry about the noise. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> so you can't, like, just shop at the Lidl, otherwise you're just gonna go crazy eventually, like a mm-hmm. fucking prisoner or something, eating the same meal every day. <laughs> <laughs> I have certain brands I need. Like, I cannot take the knockoff ones. Like Nutella. Oh, I don't even eat that shit. But that's one of those things. I don't know if you have them. No, probably not, because you shop at the Lidl for so long. Um... <clears throat> Well, only for a year. Uh, I guess sometimes I need Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's one of those things, exactly. Yeah. I'm double dipping. Sometimes I prefer Coca-Cola, not the the off-brand cola. Sometimes. Um, not much else, really. No, I'm not that picky. It's just when, I, when I'm making a specific kind of recipe, I won't skimp on the ingredients and do it the wrong way. I'll do it... I'll do it right, you know, like I have to do it the right way with the right ingredients. I don't want to take any shortcuts on it. So I will go to any store necessary, like for Christmas dinner when I was doing dinner with with uh, with my girlfriend's parents and stuff. Like I went to even like some specialty Asian shops to get some certain ingredients and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love the little. But the thing is. I only do shopping once a week. Really? Yeah. I go every fucking day. Yeah, I do it only once a week. I do classic Dutch. I do classic Dutch. Because I cook only at home for two nights maximum. The rest of the nights I eat at work. So it's really different. Yeah, that's handy. You save a lot of money on food. That's true. And uh, when I do actually go out for shopping, like today I went to the Plan 4045. It's... Uh, every shop I need together and I just go yeah, through go a whole run I had to get something from the Hema I go there I had to get shampoo from the from the organic shampoo uh, the organic shop you know Holland and Holland Barrett, and Barrett yeah. I get my shampoo from there by the way guys if you're listening and you have hair that is frizzy these are my tips. Seriously. No, seriously. There are a lot of people out there. They think they are doing a good job with their hair, but they're not. This is what you need to do. Get a big fucking jar of uh, coconut oil. Yes. And this is for people with long hair. Like, you don't need to really... You're, you have short hair, so that's and my hair is also very straight. I've had it long before. It's straight as fuck. My hair is straight as fuck, my, too, my but it still gets frizzy and dry. My hair doesn't frizz and get tangled or anything like that. It just gets long and yeah. straight. But the thing is, what you need to do, you have to find uh, an organic brand of shampoo and only wash it once a week, your hair. rest of the week, don't get it wet. Just just brush it. Don't use uh, uh, hairspray. And then when you have a day off or something, after you have washed it, just marinate your hair in the coconut oil and just leave it in there and maybe wash it out later. I would hate Dude. to do that. Well, I hate shit like that. I would never fucking but do this that. But this is this is woman shit. <clears throat> I would just shave my head. Shit. Well, she didn't shave it. I have a tondosa right there. No, I'm just I'm just so <laughs> glad that I have like very straight hair, straight white guy hair. Yeah, like my boyfriend has very curly long hair, and he had a lot of problems with falling out and forming dreads because it was so dry and tangled up. And now for six months or something, we, we are using this organic coconut oil or olive oil shampoo from this organic shop. And I don't know if I'm living my life right now because my hair is sickening. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, my hair is fucking great. Every time I, I look in the mirror, I'm like, whoo, 
bitch Beyonceing around. <laughs> it's great. And his hair too, by the way. That was my point. His hair, his yeah, curly hair. He's doing that too. Yeah, he's doing it too. We're together like, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. Crack your skulls uh, together. Right crack. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh. Dude, I'm a metalhead. Do you think I crack my neck when I fucking... Headbang? Hell no. Yeah. Oh, remember when we were at the Stone Jesus concert? We were watching that guy headbang left and right really weird. And we we're like, we're going to, yeah. he's, he's going to clock his girlfriend in the head. He's going to clock his girlfriend in the head. He's going to clock his And then we watched it half and they just went, Ka-dunk! like coconuts clacking together. It was hilarious. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then he started they, headbanging more responsibly. That was so funny. And they funny. both had very dry, frizzy, curly hair. They yeah. needed to listen to my tips, but they didn't. I didn't talk to them. I just <laughs> tried to send them messages in my mind. Anyways. I don't mind people, can I touch on this real quick? I don't mind people headbanging or acting crazy at a concert, by all means. Just don't fucking do it in a crowd, in a place in the crowd where everybody's just standing still and you are not headbanging back and forth, but just in every direction, not on the beat, like completely, like that is annoying. This is part actually of the reason why I don't like metal shows. I've been to, like I said before, I've been to quite a few metal shows and also stuff that I kind of like, like Primus. Yeah. Primus Live, all the big stinky metal guys are there with their beards and long hair and their head banging going crazy. I loved the music. I hated having strangers' hair in my mouth throughout the whole entire oh, fucking shit, show. Oh, yes. Yep. That I was getting hair whipped in my fucking face throughout the whole fucking show. That happens a lot, yeah. I went, When I went to that festival and I saw Arch Enemy and some Arch other fucking... Yeah, I know, I know. But I, again, this is me not knowing anything about metal, and I got a free ticket, and they're like, let's go to Wisconsin and see this metal show on 420, and I was like, all right. They're like, there's going to be a bunch of weed there, and, and like, hot bitches, and I was like, well, that sounds like fun. Let's go. Let's go Let's go meet some extreme bitches and have fun. There was a hotel room in it, or motel room and stuff, mm-hmm. where we all crashed and shit. It was fun. Didn't end up getting into any debauchery or anything. Just went and had a good time drinking and smoking at a metal show. Nice. We have tickets to it. That's going to be fun. 16 um, to 24. 16 to 24? You just... What? I just realized that I'm on hol- on vacation. <laughs> but Wait. That's, that's fine. You can have the tickets. You're, where are you going? Tunisia. Oh. You you are? I am. Oh. <laughs> this is news. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I didn't know this. From the 4th oh of God, February to... I'm going to come back. <laughs> I'm not going to come back, no. They're going to sell me for camels. <laughs> You're gonna come back wearing a burka. I'm going. I'm coming back like Sinead O'Connor. Oh my god. Oh no. It's true. So what's going on in Tunisia? <laughs> We have to do a podcast like me from Tunisia, and uh, <laughs> we can test out the whole remote thing. Yeah, like from this app. Steve, you gotta help me. Yeah. I am stuck in the basement. Can you I hear have, me? Can you hear me? I stole this phone. They're gonna notice real quick, so you gotta listen to me now. I am at. They block all telecommunications app from outside this country, but I don't think they have Anchor FM on the on the list yet. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you hear this? Please help them save me. Call the United Nations. <laughs> 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 
Oh, it's nice. You were talking you. about going to Egypt and Tunisia is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, Egypt is totally fucking different. Egypt is fine right now. I know a Dutch lady who fucking does camelback tours over there, and she lives there. She has an apartment in Amsterdam well, North. Tunisia, Tunisia is a very well-known uh, fa- uh, 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 vacation place. And of course, they ha- they have had just like Egypt, they have had some terroristic attacks there. But sure. they are the 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 government and the police are very. It is not hard. unsafe to go to Egypt. Egypt is chill. It's not unsafe to go to Tunisia either. No, 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 no. I'm Neither just... is Morocco, but they got some some tourists got decapitated on a on a beach a few months Where ago. Where was that? In Morocco. In I'm, Morocco. Yeah. yeah, Morocco I will never go to. Yeah? I will wait until America overthrows their government and turns into another one of our theme parks, and then I'll go there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my co-worker no, sure. went I there. Know. Look, I, my point is, I'm not taking my American ass onto Moroccan soil. No fucking way. No, you have to no. have somebody with you. We got you. beef, man. I'm not going there. You I'm an American have... who lives in Amsterdam. <laughs> we got beef. I'm not going to... Your, your business is not on the lower side of the Mediterranean Sea. You just no. stick to the upper side of the <clears throat> Mediterranean Sea and you're yeah. fine for now. No, even but then. I mean, like, I can go to certain Middle Eastern countries and shit like that. Well, I just shouldn't could, go to but... Saudi Arabia, even though Americans are on very good terms with Saudi Arabia. I shouldn't go there. Um, no, why? Why would you even... Because I'll is... flap my gums because I know I won't be able to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> That too, and you also don't can afford it because people are fucking billionaires that go there. No, you can go visit these countries for quite cheap, actually. Yeah, but the but actually going around there is gonna be very expensive. The, the thing, yeah, sure, but coming eat a food sense. Well, well no, their money is fucking worthless compared to our money. So their money, yeah, 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 yeah. To the euro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like almost all those countries, and also Syria, that money is worth nothing. But why would you even want to fund? By going on a vacation... 100 euros, you could probably buy a house in Syria if, Why would you, if you, you don't mind buying a pile a place of like Saudi Arabia with your, with your presence? Well, I was just saying it as, a, as, as just a, uh, um, an example. I would never go there anyway. What I, what I mean is, like, places like Egypt are, probably, are pretty chill to go to, especially if, if you're European. It's fine. Yeah, and, sure. and it's and it's about the distance too. So like it, that's why it's really cheap to go to Egypt because uh, it's not that far really. I mean, okay, it's far, but it's it's basically continentally speaking. It's not like you have to fly over an ocean to get there or something like no, that. No, it's if just were, like it, it's. If you're it's in America and you go to Egypt, that's an expensive hours. flight. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, that's a big flight if you're coming from America, you know. Yeah, from America. Sure. And for us, us but from here in Europe, uh, Australia is really expensive to go to. Because mm-hmm. logistically it's far as fuck. The way that they fly is you go through yep. like fucking China and then Indonesia and yep. then fucking then you take a pit stop at fucking uh, New Zealand and then you land in Australia afterwards or <laughs> some shit like that. No, I went to Australia <laughs> once and we had a, a a stop in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Uh-huh. Cool. And on the way there, we only had to stop there for a few hours. But on the way back, we had a 24-hour stop. So we went into the city a little bit. It was pretty cool. Oh, I would love to go to Australia. I really... I don't Australia know why I just want to go cool, there because it just seems cool and I want to go you there. You hate spiders, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I'm fine. I'll be fine. They have these tiny little spiders yeah. that that live in the house. And that they have, like, a riddle... Red, li- riddle? A little red dot on, the, on their back. And red back spiders, mm-hmm. they're called. And they just can kill you within minutes and they're tiny and one time we were staying in this house of uh, friends of my father and there were was a, they found a whole nest of it in the garage uh, garage uh, and <laughs> it was so fucked up i was there and i was just like 
but but these can kill you. Well, why aren't we burning the house down? Maybe there are more. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we just spray this. <sighs> they, they spray this anti Well, see, that's the thing. If I have some spray of some kind, then I'm chill. I don't care. Like, yeah, you just spray everywhere with you, like. <laughs> well, I would definitely make a perimeter. A perimeter. Very <laughs> smart. You just like pull the bed away from the wall a little bit so it's not against the mm-hmm. wall and mm-hmm. do a perimeter. Mm-hmm. And also around the ceiling, perimeter. <laughs> on the ceiling, a perimeter so they don't crawl like to this and per- then drop down fucking Mission Impossible Tom Cruise style onto you. Fuck that. Yeah. Like a cube. <laughs> Wake perimeter. up and they're just wrapped in a web. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bed is just this fucking. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, that, Australia is really cool. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Like, especially since I don't plan on going into some fucking jungle or desert wilderness or some shit and no, fucking but even get bit city. by scorpions, you know? And it's just that... I will educate myself on that stuff beforehand, but, like, my fear of spiders is something more in my teen years and stuff. Now I'm I'm pretty okay. Especially after living here for so long, I've been able to interact with spiders and stuff and know full well that, like, I'm not going to have to go to hospital if I get bit by ten of these, even. Like, you know, it's fine. It'll be an unpleasant experience, but I won't die. (laughs) It'll be horrifying, but I won't die. (laughs) Nothing in this nature of the Netherlands can kill you. A oh, wild, maybe wild a, boar. Yeah, maybe if a boar sits on you, I guess. No, no, a boar will just fucking gut you with his horns. There's some horror stories about wild boars in the south of the Netherlands. You gotta fuck, fucking watch out for those things. I mean, uh, I guess, but you, you don't really stumble upon them. We every- heard one. We heard one outside when when we were camping in the south of the Netherlands. My girlfriend and I. Nice. We were walking through a, a wooded trail at night, like really late, taking a late night walk, and we heard it. We heard the snorting sound. At first we were like, what? We weren't sure. And we just stood for a second. We heard more of it. And we are like, oh, fuck. We turned around and just walked the other way. Because these are just like these big-ass pigs uh, that are really territorial, especially if they have babies. Yeah. And they can run pretty fast. And they charge at you. And they got two big tusks that they – or well, horns that are reverse tusks. So they go upwards. And, and, they, and they, uh, they will gore you with those fucking things. They mainly do it to scare you away, but if they're in the dark and they're really scared and they think, this is it, not today, motherfucker, and they decide to go for it, you're fucked, you know? I just found a map of where there are wild boars, and there are a lot. We were around here. We were around here somewhere. One of these of one of these forests, and I think it's right there, uh, right after the border where you get into this part, which is, that's the Provence, isn't it? This part? Yeah. I think, yeah, this, this part right here, that's where we were camping, actually. So that's, yeah, that's one of the areas. Damn. Uh, fuck that shit. But around <laughs> us, suck. there's nothing. Well, over here. So it's by, uh... Yeah, it was right here. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we're here. Yeah, so there's a bunch of them. Like, even, like, yeah, in Almira and shit, there's... <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> That's racist. <laughs> That's right there. <laughs> with the, with the watermelon. Yeah, the uh, KFC and the chain and, like, the sunglasses and Burger King crown. Okay. <laughs> I love wild boar. It's delicious. I'm gonna hunt wild boar with uh, with my boyfriend in Tunisia, and I uh, won't be returning, but it's gonna be a glorious death, wow. or very delicious. How long are you guys gonna go? I'm gonna go twenty days. Okay. He's gonna stay there longer. Okay. To fiercely. Uh, to chill with family and stuff. Yeah. Like a month longer, I guess. Yeah, okay. But I cannot stay there for three months, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to chill. 
<clears throat> I could not physically or mentally stay there for three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 20 days is already pushing it because not not because of I'm that. I'm sick of goat milk. I have to go home. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want a pig. I'm fucking shitting myself. <laughs> I want pork. <laughs> you have spare ribs? No, yeah. no, no. Don't don't not the chicken spare ribs. Like what? Chicken spare ribs. <laughs> Chicken ribs. Chicken spares are like toothpicks. <laughs> no, actually, chicken rib meat sucks, man. I don't like it. Sometimes you get those big chicken breasts yeah. that have the rib attached to it still, and that meat is bullshit. It's like it's wobbly. It doesn't have a. It doesn't have the threads like poultry normally has. It's like globbly. It's it's plasticky. Yeah, it's. I don't like how that stuff comes out. It's gross. It tastes like processed meat. It's like the worst part of the chicken. I always take the bone the out of my in, bone in uh, uh, chicken leg, and then yeah. I use the bone for like a little stock. Yeah. For my sauce later on. Yeah. But sure. that's another thing. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. That is a whole other successful comedy. Yeah. Podcast. Cooking with Lenny and Steve. Steeny and Leave. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of using um, uh, uh, GarageBand to make some little musics. Okay. So if we were to do sections, wild and crazy videos. I hate it. I hate this idea. Laser sound. Yeah, and then it's like, okay. What are we, Dingo and the Baby? Yeah, exactly. Dingo and the Baby. A dingo ate my baby. Was that a reference to that movie? I forget what the name of the movie is. With Kim Basinger. She's like, a dingo ate my baby. I'm I'm, I'm Lady, a dingo ate my baby. (laughs) Or when they shoot these sausages and the woman is like, oh, that one felt like my dad. What? (laughs) The fuck are you talking (laughs) Shooting sausages. Yeah, in that episode, they were... Sh- of what? Dingo and the Baby. What the hell is Dingo and the Baby? Oh, it's a Family Guy uh, episode. Oh, I had no idea. I thought you knew. That's why you laughed. Okay, so never mind. Yeah, I laughed because it was funny. <laughs> like, I didn't come you know, up with yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I like, I'm not that funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn. Um. Um. No. This might not happen. It might happen. It might not happen. Um, but I might do a special podcast tomorrow, and I will title it something else. But it will something be something else by Steve. It'll be in the lineup. I'll count it as episode fourteen or something. It'll just be in a lineup. I'll give it a different art and title. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be Misha and I, and or Kuhn. one or the other or both, either at Misha's or Kuhn's. Um. Okay. The reason why I wanted to do it with them is because we have been, the three of us have been kind of closely following the whole thing about the ADM. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want a whole ADM uh, episode? Yeah, and we had talked about it before and you didn't seem quite interested in it and stuff like that. So I just, I was thinking like, oh, well, these guys are really interested in it to the point where they're like arguing with strangers and comments about the news posts and stuff yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like they're getting, they're pretty heated about it and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was I like, know. oh, you know, I have a great outlet for this because I'm also quite heated about it, but I think it's a waste of time to argue with strangers on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We should like... We can just do a podcast about it, just really just vent about it for a couple hours and talk about it, and they both seem quite up for it, like Misha especially. 
Yeah. Uh, and Kuhn wants to. Today he had to work. Uh, he said maybe tomorrow. So I'm oh. going to message him tonight about tomorrow. Too bad that he couldn't come in today because... Yeah, he's working. But, um, yeah, the only reason I didn't include you because I figured you don't want to... Not you necessarily. Didn't, you didn't really want to weigh in on that. Because I also don't hours. have much to say about it because exactly. I have nothing to do with it leaving. Yeah. I have nothing to do with Adam. I've been there once or twice. You know what? It's not about them leaving. Um, I don't know if you follow what's going on recently, but they really fucked them hard. Yeah, they destroyed a lot of their shit. Well, I've, I I've been following the thing completely, and what they did was there's been huge attempts to slander them and stuff like that as well. Okay, so so I'm going to lay this down, and, and I don't know if we'll be able to make that podcast tomorrow, so just in case, I'm going to lay down a little thing about what's going on there, sure. just a little update on how it worked out. This is really fucked up. So for people who don't know, which is probably most of our listener base, in Amsterdam we have a squatted community. It's a squat that is an entire terrain that used to be a shipbuilding um, terrain a long time ago. Now, 21 years ago, um, there was... Uh, in place a law where it was actually not legal but it was tolerated to crack and squat a building or terrain or area if it is not being used for after a certain amount of years and there is no official plan uh, or renter or something like that in place for that property and it was an effort that started sometime after world war ii that allowed people to fill in buildings and stuff that were empty because no one could inhabit them and it just gave people a chance just here just move in here and it, and it actually made people fix up that building and they do something with it and make use of the very limited space they have in amsterdam it was like this whole community thing, and a long time ago, it was extremely supported by everybody, even the non-squatters, because they were doing something useful for the city. Eventually, the 80s came along, and it became a tumultuous time and stuff, and the squatters became more of the squatters that you know about today, like the anarchist kind of, squatters rights, ah, yeah. throw a Molotov kind of thing. It's much different now. Yes. You know, it used to be a rebuilding Way the city effort too. and something a little more conservative it used to be. It used to be a conservative effort, and now it is, is more portrayed as a very liberal anarchist kind of thing. Um, also used to be uh, highly educated people doing yeah, that. Yeah, and now with, it's with just skills because they were renovating those things and then turning them into nice living spaces for friends and families and stuff like that. Um, and businesses and stuff like that that you know that ended up became becoming like uh, hubs of the communities and stuff like that, which is also really great. Anyway, 21 years ago, the ADM, the ADM, was founded, um, and it was a large terrain and. Uh, up until now, there's like 135 people living there, including children, families, uh, and it's basically a free, it's a free thought community, basically, that's how they, they live, and it's and it's not a cult, anything like that, they go to school, a lot of them have jobs, a lot of them are business owners, um, a lot of them have houseboats on the water there, there was, um, the whole entire place, the entire grounds is a massive place, it's completely scattered with, with art installations all over yeah. the place, and a lot of them actually had, like, artistic meaning, it wasn't just, like, hippie shit to trip to, a lot of it was made, like, that giant UFO thing was built out of these rescue ships or something from yeah. the war, yeah, 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 like, exactly. some, cra they had some crazy cool shit there, like, and they also held some of the most legendary festivals there, not just because of the drugs, but, like, the RoboDoc stuff was there mm -hmm. at one point, yeah. RoboDoc is an amazing festival mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. These these crazy fucking inventors and pyrotechnics and robotics guys were getting together and making these huge machines that just march around to festival grounds and spit flames and shit and it was it's it's like it's a little Dutch Burning Man kind of thing. It was amazing. Anyway, it's it's a cultural haven, honestly, and it was it was a free thought community and you know. I guess you know the, the 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 tone of squatting has changed over the years, and in 2010 they they changed that law that protected squatters and that thing, and they got rid of that. Mm -hmm. However, the squats that were already founded and existing, um, they 
they were grandfathered in under the old law. They were already founded and they were established and they were around, so they're not going anywhere. It just meant that it was illegal to make any new squats, mm-hmm. which didn't also didn't really stop it from happening, but that's another story. Yeah. But um, sure. there was a point where the ADM was promised that they weren't going to get touched, and they were actually going for getting like an official or historical status, yeah. like how Reichhard has. Yeah. Uh, they have like a historical landmark status as well, which ADM should have had, but instead it was destroyed. Um, it's because of the church. Base, yeah. Basically, uh, a while ago, they were told six months in advance that they're going to end up evacuating that area because the owner of the place now has a renter, uh, a company called Cola Maritime. So Cola Maritime. So it's like a, what they're saying is it's supposed to be a shipbuilding yard. And apparently in 1970, they're passed a law or a decree on that land that says that the only thing that that thing can ever be that terrain is a shipbuilding yard and nothing else. And this company is a shipbuilding company, but it appears what they're going to put on there is a giant waste facility. Oh. Yeah. So it's not even going to be like apartments or some shitty shit like that. It's going to be a fucking waste processing facility. It's just going to be a big shit processing place or something like that for like sea waste or something. Stuff that's collected from ships. Yeah. After travels and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a shit slurry basically. Yeah, that's fuck. what it's going to be instead. Okay, so here's here's what happened. They gave them six months. They're like, look, in six months there's going to be a plan. And so the, the people of the community understood that the vast majority of them are getting ready to leave. And the city also offered them this new piece of land in Amsterdam North, what they call is the, the sludge fields. Yeah, it was basically a swamp. But it's a sludge field, but what they had promised is they're going to be installing concrete pads. And they were going to give them the keys to it uh, 16 weeks in advance of the moving thing so they can actually prepare things and get things set up with electricity, all this other stuff. They didn't end up giving them the keys until like four weeks before the thing was going to happen. And um, what they did was... uh, They did not put the concrete pads in there, so people's caravans are now sinking into the mud. Yeah. They're actually just sinking and flooding. So they just basically threw them into a swamp, 135 people, including children, I mind you. Elementary school children and shit like that. No plumbing. No, there's no plumbing. There's no places to piss and shit. And it's too small, too. It's it's way too small for 135 people. They're getting worse treatment than, than like, refugees. It's horrible, and it's our own people. And refugees are are fucked up too. So yeah, and these something. people these people aren't even criminals. They're fucking artists and 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 fringe people. They're free thinkers and they're good people. I've been there multiple times, and I, the only time you see bad people there is when you when they have the big parties. But yeah. that's when you get everybody there. Everybody's exactly. there and everybody shows up and they want to party and shit like that and go crazy, cheat booze and all that other stuff, you know. So you're gonna find that. But the people that live there, that was a a tight-knit community of people who are of a sound mental state. They, I've seen their fucking place. They had fucking their own servers. Uh, like, they had a server room, like, an IT room and all this other shit. They weren't just, like, a bunch of fucking teepees. Like, they, they, yeah, had, no, exactly. they had a whole thing. They had their own little radio station that would play over they the grounds bar, and shit. They built they, the, I've cooked in that kitchen. It was the a massive kitchen, kitchen that yeah. could easily feed hundreds of people exactly. with these massive burners and pots that were, like, you could fit a person in. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I cooked there and made, like, I made, like, industrial amounts of pasta there. It was so much fun nice. to fuck with stuff like that there. It was really fun. I spent the whole day cooking, like full three-course meals for like 30, 40 people. That was a lot of fun. I love that place, and I'll really miss it. So here's what happened. Uh, Once the new mayor came in, uh, Femke Halsema, um, the decision got ramped up a little bit, and they said, you have to be out by Christmas Day. 
So they literally kicked out a bunch of women, children, and families and stuff like that with their pets and all their belongings on fucking Christmas Day. Yeah. When no other business, when no other business organizations are really operating or anything like that, fucking Christmas Day, uh, a rainy, cloudy Christmas Day, they fucking evacuated everybody. And uh, what they did is there's a few stragglers that hung on and they refused to leave. And um, then they had to bring in police and some people were arrested and stuff like that. And the thing is, when they evacuated... When they came to close it, a lot of people were still packing up their trailers and stuff like that and getting things ready to go. People, a lot of them, already had their trailers ready to go and they were all lined up at the gates getting ready to fucking hitch up and leave. And this is when everyone arrived and said, you cannot take that stuff out of there. You have to leave it there. Everyone needs to get off the grounds first. And then we will start letting people back in to come get their trailers and stuff like that. That's what they said to them. This is exactly what what happened. They said that to them, and eventually, after a couple of rests, and the rest of the people finally decided to comply, okay, and they're like, don't worry, don't worry, and so those people stood outside the grounds of their own place for 18 hours and watched them literally pick up with those big grabber cranes, Mm -hmm. pick up their trailers full of their stuff packed up and ready to go, and fucking just flip them. They didn't, like, put them somewhere in a... They literally just flipped them. They went and smashed all the windows of all the buildings. They just made sure everything was uninhabitable and everything was destroyed to make sure that no one else would sneak back in there and try and live there and stuff again. All they did was just smash everything, even the people that were like, we're taking our stuff with us. No. This one guy said that what he did was, like, when they told him he had to go now, he's like, can't you take my stuff? It's right here. And he's like, no, you can't. He had his car. They wouldn't let him drive his car out of there. And it was filled with all of his shit. He fucking pulled his cat out of the window, even though they were protesting that he did it. And he took his cat out of the window and jumped to the other side of the fence before they could stop him, and he just went off with his cat. Because they were about to... Do you know how many animals probably got fucked and killed in there on this day? So many. Yeah. So many, so many pets and stuff were fucked there. The people, I know people had fish there. Those those shits were done. Mm-hmm. It's the most fucked up thing. And so what happened was it's a it's a private company called Chitta is the management company. Yeah. And that was hired by the owner of this building. He hired, it was a private company that went in there to do this. So it wasn't the city and it wasn't the police that did this. And the police uh, were not aware that that was the plan. And the mayor is claiming that she was not aware that that was the plan either. And they said that that was not right that they did it this way and stuff like that and the destruction of their belongings and stuff like that. That is actually not part of this ruling and stuff like that and they weren't allowed to do that and stuff like that. But it doesn't seem like they're actually going to do anything about it. And now here's the thing. So they made this huge mess at the ADM. They flipped everything upside down and destroyed it. Instead of letting people take their belongings, they took all of their belongings and spread it in a big fucking mess of destruction. It looks like fucking uh, a nuclear explosion went off there now. It's fucked up. The whole place is just destroyed and flipped upside down. Um, they're now saying that they believe it's under the responsibility of the municipality, i.e. the taxpayers, to pay for the cleanup of it. So now it's on us to pay for it. The mess that they created as a private company, they're now going to make the taxpayers, they're trying to say that the taxpayers should pay for the cleanup of this. Um, and, uh, yeah, in the meantime, the people, anybody who tried to stay behind to pick up their belongings... Uh, those people have basically, uh, under the agreement, they no longer allowed access to the sludge fields. Because of with this, their families uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, because they were trying to get their stuff out of there when they were doing that shit. Those people don't get access to it anymore. Anyone who was arrested for it and stuff does no longer get the access. The people there were people who had houseboats who were stuck out there because the engines didn't work in time and that's their house and they want to float it away and stuff like that. Those people, because they didn't leave on time and they were on their houseboats, they lost access to the sludge fields as well. They're not allowed to move there. They're not allowed to rejoin all the people that they're with. 
they fucked everybody so fucking hard. They fucking hard hard fucked people. And a lot of this the a lot of this happened because of a private company and this private company was allowed to do this because the lack of political action against this and yeah. no one took a position on it, including the mayor. All she did was wait for shit to happen and respond to it. She let this shit happen, and that's why I think she is a cold blooded fucking cunt. She is. And I guarantee you, within a year's time, she's gonna have some high position at Shell or something like that. Mm -hmm. She's not gonna be a mayor anymore. She's temporary. When her shit's up, she's going to be... She did this. She doesn't care about pleasing the green left, like she said, but she also now labeled the green left party neoliberal, is what she's called. And I think any kind of people who tar who label themselves as neo-anything sounds yeah. really fucking creepy. Sounds fucked up. Yeah. So she's considered neoliberal party, which is the old green left. And uh, I think she's, she's not doing anything to please the left at all whatsoever. She's doing this to please the right. And who cares what the left thinks? Because she's not going to stay on here to please the left. She doesn't care. She's burning that bridge, and she's pleasing the right, and they're going to award her a very nice, cushy executive position in some fucking gas company or something. Yeah. Or she's going to end up working for the fucking maritime company or something. Watch. I guarantee fucking see it. She ain't going to be mayor for long, I'll tell you that. She came out here, she shook some things up, and she's going to leave. It's it's such a sad thing, and and I know that Kuhn and and Misha really want to weigh on, weigh in on this. They're both really heated up about it, and so many. It's actually the the even sadder thing is to read the people's comments about it because the yeah. tele, Telegraph has the Telegraph newspaper has has slandered the fuck out of, uh, of the course. ODM people, yeah. and uh, they're they're junkies, and they have the lived. They've sucked Fox from our teeth for for too long, and now it's over and stuff yeah. like that. You know, the free rides over and shit like that. It's like motherfucker, they paid taxes, they paid for all of the utility bills and everything like that. They held festivals and stuff like they that. Just, they they, they just built efforts. their own house. It was yeah, they built their own entire terrain and stuff like that, and and they and they they were like a solar powered place. They weren't getting anything for free off of the government. They were solar powering their fucking city and shit like that they had their own fucking thing going and you destroyed it and nobody was against it until these fucking articles came out saying that they were just like le leeching all this stuff now one more really interesting thing that happened and it's it's a really strange thing the chitta management group that came in to clean up stuff claimed that in the basement of the main building they found trip wires made from fishing line at neck length like choke lines and stuff like that and molotov cocktails that's what they claim they found. But now, are they showing it? There isn't any photos of it, but the police said that when they searched the entire premises, they found no such things whatsoever. And the uh, uh, mayor, she also said, like, that doesn't seem very believable. We're going to look into that. But uh, I I don't... It's like, if the police have said this, if the head of the police of Amsterdam have said this, then I don't know if I really trust that. So it's because see now the Chitta management group is something that's hired by the owner and it's apparently something that's run by the owner as well, and he had a vendetta. I don't know if you know the story about those guys. About uh, about the owner of the ADM building, like he was the guy who at one point fucking drove in there in the middle of the night with a bulldozer at some point and raised the thing high and fucking took out that corner of that building. You know the building, the main building up there, like the corner yeah. of it is just kind of taken out and it's open. Yeah. That was because of the owner came in in the middle of the night, like, drunk or coked up or something, oh, and started demolishing the building while people were sleeping in oh, it. Oh, I did not know it. While people were sleeping in it. Yeah. And they stopped him and got him off the premises and stuff like that, and he got in trouble. And I think I think that guy ended up uh, uh, in a canal. Oh, shit. Yeah. But that was many years ago. Yeah, that was probably in the 90s or yeah, something. Yeah, it was many years ago. It was many years ago, but, but his family still owns it and stuff. And after a while, they were like, okay, we'll play nice. Mm. 
But then eventually the squatting law changed, and that's when they were starting like, okay, we need, we're going to make a big, yeah. nice execution plan. And I guarantee you, they did it to him on Christmas on purpose. Yeah. That was by design. Nobody evacuates 125 people out of their homes on Christmas Day, man. That's fucked up. Yeah, like if you would think about if they have to be evacuated, do it in the spring or summer, like so when it's not super cold outside and people have to find their new place to live. Like what the fuck? My position is. When, when they made that ruling about squatting being legal so many years ago, oh, okay, tolerated, the deal is you can squat a building if there's no plan for it and it has been empty for X amount of time. Yeah. And once there is a concrete plan in place, then there are going to be steps taken to have you removed. So And, and then it's like if you if you agree with this rule, then that means once we have a plan for the building, we have we have the obligation to notify of you, you of it within X amount of time. And they almost always give you a lot of time when they announce it. From what I've seen when they close squats, they gave everybody plenty of time. Even the ADM got half a year. Yeah. I've seen those signs up around the city for years, for, yeah. for a long time. Um, so when the time is up and they have a plan for the building, that means they're going to do something with their property that they own ultimately. So it's time for you to leave. Now, that means that they should offer you the proper amount of time to leave. And granted, they were spending a lot of that time fighting to keep it. Yeah. But once the decision was in place and like we have a buyer for the property, it's going to be something, it's mm. time for you to fucking go, then you have to go. And that part I agree with. And it doesn't matter how long it is. It doesn't matter if you've been living there for 40 years. That's the deal. Yeah. You guys just stayed around for such a long time and it was awesome. You had one of the best ones, but now it has to go. And that part I understand. What I don't like about it is the the malicious way that they fucking went about getting them out of there. Yeah. And that right there is like horrible how they did it. It doesn't matter how long it took them to get out of there. Those people are, are not of the same economical go of you guys. You know, they're not of the same level no, of that shit. No, no, exactly. So they're not able to just like fucking <clears throat> merge into that type of society within six months and get all their shit sorted and everything and find it. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. It's fucking impossible for these people. They need more time than that. And at the very least, you guys should have let them have their shit. And, but they didn't do that. And that was the decision of the private company, which ultimately means it was the decision of the owner of the building. Now, the United Nations stepped in and talked about this twice. They issued two official statements about this. The United Nations. Yeah. They said that this is against human rights and yeah. it should not happen. You guys should not be kicking them out of their place. Uh, and, and then the second statement was about them destroying their belongings and stuff like that. And this is absolutely shameful. Now, what's interesting is the Netherlands is applying for the United Nations this year to become a member of the United Nations. We and this weren't is, already? No. And this is, this is, no, of course not. This is going to weigh on you guys pretty hard for getting into that. Yeah, no shit. But from what I understand is a lot of people in the Netherlands are like, fuck the United Nations. Yeah. True. A lot of people are, yeah. especially the older crowd. Um, uh, my boss was saying, he's like, you know what they, you know what they did? I was like, what? He's like, they put a they fucking built a theme park in Poland. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, the United Nations funded a theme park in Poland. Like that's what they spend their time doing. Like that country is fucked. It needs a lot more help than a fucking theme park. Yeah. In the middle of Poland, like they did not need that shit. You know, like they, that's that's the last thing they needed, and uh, that was one of the points he brought up. I'm like, okay. So they do some useless shit, but they also kind of make sure that people are treated fairly. And when politics is getting in the way of human rights and stuff like that, they're the ones that are kind of the ones to kind of bring that to international attention, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't seem like people really in the Netherlands care. Even um, the judges and everything like that that were making the rulings on this that let this go through, they... Uh, 
they just they ignored it. They just completely ignored what the UN says because I mean ultimately they can't like just march in here and stop it. But yeah, what's the, what's the UN gonna do apart from slapping you on the on the wrist? Well, the whole thing about the United Nations and the European Union is all of them are acting together and other things and stuff like that and. This will bear on you in an international field. It's like in the future when you guys are trying to do something or get some help about something and stuff like that, they'll be like, well, why don't you ask those fucking people that you kicked out of the IAM? Why don't you go fuck yourselves? You fucking horrible people. That's why it's important to act humanitarian and things like this in ways like this. I mean, not just to save your own skin and stuff like that. <clears throat> That's why when when we were out going to the Horica thing, I, I got really heated at you when you were saying that, like, you didn't really care, like... About what? About the ADM thing, like, where you didn't... But oh. you just hadn't really checked in on it yet. And it was, it was also, no, granted, no, no. it was I before... No, I just... I badly phrased my opinion. That That's that's most about it. Yeah. Because it was... But I think it was also... I think it was... I think the situation was more extreme than you realized when you had said that as well. Because it was also before they had done that to them. Exactly. Now, I, but it I was, was also, but it was already it. kind of boiling up to it. It was already exactly. kind of boiling up to that point, and it was already looking really scary. And that's when I was talking about it with you, and you're like, eh, fuck them. They had their free ride. I was like, oh, man, what? <laughs> that eight-year-old had his free ride. It's time for him to be out of the, he's living in a swamp now <laughs> because they want to build a shit treatment plant. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Where the hell did your heart go? Damn. You need a vacation, man. I do. I do need a vacation. Yeah. But no, uh, I think it's very bad because the city of Amsterdam needs places like this because that's what has made the city so great for the past few decades. Absolutely. These these little free terrain areas and stuff like that are fucking amazing. If If you don't go to the raves and stuff like that, which I'm not too into... These things are also just amazing cultural places to go take around, take a look around at and stuff and just go see it. Mm-hmm. Just as interesting as any fucking museum you could go to in this city, really. And and you meet a lot of nice, happy people there. And, and I had originally heard it's a squat and stuff, and I had a preconceived notion about it. And I went there years ago to do some cooking, as I had mentioned before. And what I met was a lot of happy, smiley people and happy kids that were normal they weren't fucking weirdos and shit like that. They yeah. were just like normal kids dressed nicely, dressed normal in, in like, you know, brand name clothing, not like handmade fucking hippie fairy dresses or white trash like fucking Super Bowl t-shirts with the wrong winner names on them because yeah. they're all like the ones that they donate to African kids. But they, <laughs> they, they were like normal looking kids and they actually go to school in the city and shit. And yeah. And they play outside a lot. That's what really got me was how many kids that were living there. I'm like, holy shit, like, this is just, like, families and stuff, and a lot of people living here and growing up together. It made me realize it was a really beautiful place, and, and it's... This whole thing, I've been watching it unfold this week and watching all the news stories. I've subscribed mm-hmm. to, like, these private ADM groups as well where the people who live there are making posts of their accounts of what happened to yeah. make an archive of it. Mm-hmm. Some of the saddest shit I've read. My girlfriend can't read it anymore. She's making her cry. Just, like, seeing, like, people riff from their homes in their own country. Like, this is some fucking weird... Like, like it's Palestine or some shit. You know, yeah, it's, like, yeah. some crazy shit. That's what it is. It's, uh... Yeah. It's fucked up. It's crazy. It, it's really these crazy. These were also a lot of people that had made their art their job. Mm-hmm. And they facilitated their art for a lot of festivals and other... And there were business owners. And businesses. But also, these art pieces have been to a lot of festivals... Yeah. 
around the, the around the world, but also in the Netherlands. And the same people that were at the festival having fun are now talking shit about it, like, oh, these people, these fucking squatters. Yeah. And that is because I have noticed in the past few decades. People are, are being set up to hate each other. Yeah, and a lot the of people are just headline readers, too. Because a lot of those headlines are really misleading, too. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And people, especially now with the whole Facebook thing, when you read one picture and then you think, that's it, and then you form an opinion on one picture with a, with some words on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like one shitty thing. People don't take the effort anymore to really understand one another. No, they love they, to argue on it, though. And they love to argue. If someone rebuttals your bullshit. opinion and shit, then they just get worked up, and then they just start yelling back and forth at each other, just and making start up the, facts and shit. That's another thing about it. Or making insults based on their profile picture. Like, and then oh, just call them ugly. a teenager or something because their opinion is different and stuff like that. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's just very exhausting. Like, I read a lot of these comments on their news uh, items first i tried because i'm i want to laugh but at some point it gets too painful because people are so dumb nowadays and they all have an internet connection like can can't we just have a, a a setup test for your intelligence before you get an internet connection and uh ability to have an opinion even yeah like seriously these dumb fucking assholes and and the, and the worst thing is you can know about everything in their life if you yeah. want to yeah. That, that's the sad part because sometimes yeah, you see these dumb comments and you're like, like someone really says something intrigued. stupid and you want to have a good rebuttal it's like hold on a second you go to their profile and scroll for a while like oh animal lover that's what I did to one person uh, on one of those comments they were like yeah whatever it's like it doesn't really matter da, 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 da. And like these people got a free ride one of these generic fucking comments and stuff yeah. and then I was just like I was like, so what about the animals that live there that were uh, not allowed to be taken off the premises with their uh, owners? And then they flipped all those trailers where those animals live. Do you think those guys were okay? Do you think they deserved it? Do you think their free ride was over? And they had nothing to say to me. They're like, that's not true. That's not true. And I post a link to an article they were talking about. And they're like, oh, that's just bullshit. That was just some Ate5 bullshit. And it's like, okay, exactly. wait. So always... Suddenly you know automatically which one is true just by seeing which channel. Oh, with the logo. Oh, that must not be true. But what if they have fucking proof of it? What if people are like, my dog's fucking gone. And they have a post or a video of them fucking crying that their fucking pets were killed and shit. Like in hysterics and shit over it and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is real life, you know? Like, fucking realize it. Realize what's happening to people. Like, these are your peers whether you like it or not these are people your age younger people like your little sister's age and shit like that it's I, so fucked up i just tried to dip a chip in a bowl of m&ms <laughs> she gets my blood boiling sometimes and that's why uh for tomorrow uh hopefully i can get it together where the yeah. three of us are just gonna like fucking explode on these on this subject mm-hmm. yeah, he's misha's right. pissed of course i think misha's been there the most yeah and he knows a lot of the people there. Yeah, yeah. So he's really bummed about it. He's, well, he's not bummed. He's fucking angry. He's really fucking angry. I feel another viral video incoming with him flipping <laughs> police officer. Yeah. That's an awesome video. There's Yeah, I don't think we told that about that. Mm -hmm. There were some videos about... Um, this is around the time of the squatting law being changed. And even though they changed the squatting law... Then they started just like the ADM, they started closing down the smaller squats. They started bringing in police and closing them down. And they had plans for the buildings to just knock them down and shit like that and build something new. There were some protests for that kind of shit and like blockades to stop them from entering buildings and shit like that and various things like this and big protests against it and shit. And in one of them, 
there's a point where you see this huge crowd of people uh, and then suddenly you see the big crowd of police on the other side and they kind of converge and they, they're kind of like going back and forth like the energy in the Kamehameha wave in Dragon Ball Z when they shoot two at the same. They're like, ah! <laughs> you see this wave like kind of wavering back and forth. And um, at one point you just see like Misha just pop up out of nowhere and he just looks right at a cop's face and he takes his middle finger and he just sticks it like within one centimeter of the guy's nose and waves it there like this and then just dips back into the crowd. Like someone tried to grab him and he's just like, gone. (laughs) (laughs) And it was on the news. So it was really fucking funny. Like I was watching that clip once. I remember seeing it happen. I was watching the clip. I actually stopped. I was like, is that Misha? (laughs) No fucking way. That was one of the funniest moments of my life. It was like <laughs> to see him, of all people, random guy, you know, just mm-hmm. <laughs> suddenly just flipping off a police officer. Like, oh, shit. He, he don't play. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably happen again. I don't know. He's, he's busier with work these days, so he probably won't have the time to do it. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, look. Would be a good uh, podcast, that's for sure. The sad thing about it is this is the way that it's going in terms of being able to squat. Mm-hmm. The Netherlands is one of the last countries where something like that was legal and allowed in Europe. Yeah. And they squashed that about eight years ago. And since then, they've been slowly getting rid of all of them. But they've also been following the right progress of the old law. They have to figure out a plan for the building. And they've just been they've been putting pressure on the owners to figure out a fucking plan for the building or sell it to the mm-hmm. city. Yeah. One or the other. So it's basically shit or get off the pot. And economically speaking, it's a smart move. The city is on the rise. It's not the 80s anymore when that was something that was, it didn't matter, it wasn't here or there if the building was empty or if it was occupied by homeless people to keep them off the streets from warm. It didn't matter. Now, we're not so much like that anymore. It's a very thriving, rich city. Mm -hmm. And they don't want that shit there anymore. And, you know, it it doesn't seem so nice. Like, when you get to know those people, then it's hard to have two sides to that thing. But at the same time, it's like, still, yeah. this is the way it is. And they did for the... ADM is the only one that has been really atrocious. The rest have been fair. Not, yeah, yeah. Well, what I want to say More about this is that... Exactly. ADM is, like Ruigord, one of those unique cases yeah. where you should just not fuck with it. But yeah. there were also you a really lot of squats. really should have let that place be. There were a lot of squats in these very high upscale neighborhoods like in Zuid and the center on various canals there were squats too and slowly they started to and also the newer generation of the people living there are not really no they're student expats who uh and they get money from their parents to rent and instead of renting they get in with squatters and they squat and they keep the rent money and they spend it on parties i met multiple of them Exactly. Nowadays, squatting is all about partying and drugs. And very little people are still doing it for the ideals or are not into drugs. That's And these are also the ones who will argue with you about, like, gender pronouns and shit, too. They're the same ones. Like, that shit really fucking matters yeah. and shit like that, but... Like a very militant, vegan, female, uh, uh, feminist brigade. So I'm not against that. They always have these very strong political views, but only strong political views on things that actually serve them personally. That's basically how that is. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not really, I'm not really opposed to that. Of course, it's. I would love to live for free in on a canal because it's squatted and I I fell in with the right crowd. I lived in a squat for a little while and it was an amazing time. And the building got taken and 
Now it's uh, something. And now it's uh, apartments. And I saw in the window of my old spot, my room and stuff like that, and it's it was quite a large room. And they expanded it even more. Like, that staircase that led to upstairs is now part of it as well. It's, like, basically the first half of it okay. is one apartment, you know, or like, the, or, like, almost up to the front door. My wing, almost up to the front door, like, past yeah. the showers and everything. Okay, nice. Is like, one apartment, basically. And it's just this beautiful open space and stuff like that. And it's got, like, bedrooms built into it and stuff like that. And it, and it has a family living in it. And so, like, to me, it's, like, nice. They actually like put like families in it and like different, yeah. you know, and so and like they they and they're quite nice and they had their own private courtyard. That backyard they had, they turned it into this private mm. gateway courtyard area yeah. where kids can play and they can sit outside and chill, and you know what I mean. And the playground is right there, and they built a door to lead to the playground so they can go to that too. Cool. It's really fucking nice. What they did with that building is fantastic. They didn't turn it into a shit processing factory. No. They turned it into living spaces in the middle of a neighborhood. They improved it. Mm-hmm. What, what we had there was good, too, because before it was an empty fucking building, the people were graffitiing. Yeah. And we kept an eye on and it. Playing and with the hoses. It. Yeah. So now it's now it's much better. So it's, that's that's a great thing about the end of that building, is dig it put into something useful. And that was that's the whole agreement in the first place of the fucking law. You know, it's not just a free-for-all squatter's rights. We took this building. You can't get it back from us. That's fucking stealing. That's stealing a whole building. <laughs> That's like grand larceny. That's like really big shit. It's yeah. like stealing a car times... Tw- it's like stealing 20 cars. <laughs> you know? Like, and, and then you're like not giving any of them back. And you got a bunch of people surrounding it with Molotov cocktails to fight off the police saying you're not going to give back these cars. <laughs> and, and that's it. But, but it's like, but they weren't driving them. They sat in their garages for a year. And the guy was like, it's a summer car. It's a convertible. I don't drive it in the winter. It's like, doesn't matter, man. Squatter's rights. It's my fucking car now, bitch. You know? yeah. He's like, I'm in it with my bare feet. How do you like that? And they're like, oh, no. Ah. <laughs> but it is basically like that. Like, and that's the way that people perceive it. And it's not supposed to be fucking like that. It was, it was a unique situation why they had squatting here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, well, what are we going to do about it? The city's losing, uh, whatever, I don't like to call it this because it seems lame, but, like, the city's losing its magic. The things that made it unique as a city, besides, like, the Anne Frank House and, like, like its churches and, and uh, iconic buildings in the city and stuff like that. Yeah. The things that really made it real, like, you know, like... What's this gritty side? Yeah, well? this gritty side of it that's actually also quite beautiful and creative and stuff. Yeah. And that is actually part of the Dutch society for many, many years. Not Diamond just the odd AM, but, like, those kind of people. And they were allowed to peacefully coexist for so long and stuff. And now it's they're really being thrown to the wayside and, and, and demonized. Yeah really demonized like look at these fucking junkies and the problem is a lot of it is the fucking partier kids that are just like they live at their parents house and stuff and they're gonna go to Dijkhoord and Adem for all the festivals and go die doing ecstasy yeah and give that place a really bad name because all you want to do is just really get fucked up and hide your pain or some shit like that because your dad's not around or some shit like that you know and uh that's that's how that's that's part of the that well politically uh, and in the media that's one of the ways they made it look like a horrible thing that you should protect everybody from and get rid of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now these people are a little bit more spread out, I guess. Because what what are they gonna do now? A lot of them. Why would they even choose for that sludge uh, for that uh, swamp? 
I don't know. Because they can't go anywhere else. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, a lot of them don't have any choice. and A lot of them aren't there. A lot of them are staying with friends or out of the city and stuff like that. Yeah, the best... Thing you've got to do now is just buy a piece of land outside like in the rural areas <clears throat> one of the points i'm going to bring up tomorrow is it's it's kind of fantasy answer but in the 21 years why the fuck didn't they get the funds up from all those festivals to fucking buy that terrain and do like the fucking overtone 301 people did or like the oki people did and stuff and just eventually buy the property from the owner that they squatted from and then own it and now it's a very thriving place it's been open for a while they make yeah. tons of money off of it and they still live in it and shit like that like the overtone 301 people they live there it's that is such a beautiful building i love that i've been in the background of that place too a couple times yeah. in, in in their um the studio section of it where they do the sound engineering it's yeah. like this major th- it's so good it's so awesome what they turned that into I heard that they had such a good relationship at the Overtone 301 with the owner, and the owner was cool as fuck, and he had no plan for the building, financial things went different for him and stuff like that, and he had no longer any interest in it, and he was such on good terms with them, and they did a community kitchen and all this stuff like they still do, and uh, he sold it to him for one guilder. What? Yeah, he just gave it to him just only for paperwork purposes, like ten guilder or something like that. Cool. He sold it to him for nothing, just like this is here, you know, like just fucking take it. He was already retired and she didn't give a fuck anymore, and he liked what they did, so they gave it to him and they turned it into this nice place. And uh, that's that's the way it should have gone. And like so, that's the one thing that I think that maybe they 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 missed the bus on a little bit, so to speak. Maybe it, the price was just so fucking high. Still, in in that amount of time. And maybe they didn't know they were gonna be there for twenty one years. In yeah, the beginning. well, they should they should have just done it. They should have just done it. Apparently, all of them thought they would be there forever because so many of them refused to leave and everything like that. And this is this is the this, this is the counterpoint. Time, yeah. si- this is the counterpoint side of it as well. You know, it's like because it's like both sides are a little bit at fault here. Unfortunately, it's not just these peaceful people that were doing nothing and then suddenly like oh no. But, you know, a little bit like that, but also, you know, there's a lot of innocence in the crossfire in that, but like the ones that are making the big decisions for the ADM, I think they really missed the bus on, on funding that place and saving up tons of money and really figuring out a way to finance that shit. Yeah. I think with the proper Kickstarter or something, they probably could have made enough money over the years to do that. Um, they could have bought that terrain, but I think. But there comes the biggest problem in the squatting scene, drugs again, because mm-hmm. you, whether you want to... Yeah, in what way you look at it, there's always a lot of people in those scene that uh, in that scene that do a lot of drugs and are really just functioning addicts still, but still it just fucks up their life in well, that way. Goes, they don't really know how to. Uh, uh, but those people are gonna it. go do drugs at the ADM, and they're also gonna go do drugs at the club night at the Paradiso. No, no, no. I mean the people that live at those places. You have, you have, of course, what we said earlier. You have those. Uh, artists and business owners and families, but still you, then you also got the have fringe a, people too. Exactly, you have also a lot of people that drag a place like that down. Yeah. Because, well, they took them in, but they kind of, you know. But that's no, but that's the key word in that sentence, though. The difference is, it's not like those are key members of the society. Those are no. people that are being turned Stragglers. away, turned away by the rest of society, and these people gave them a place to be. Exactly. The place is basically an asylum for them because that's the only place where, like, oh well, that's just Charlie. Let him be. Yeah. And he's exactly. over there, like, <laughs> you know, like in the corner, like, yeah, <laughs> like snorting one, petting a cat folk. really too hard and shit. <laughs> the cat's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's. It, it's more like that, really. Like, like, well, where else was he gonna fucking go? Here, he's like calm and happy every day. He doesn't bother anybody. He's not like 
messing with kids or anything like that or causing fights or anything. He keeps to himself. He eats with us, and he's all right. But that's what I'm saying. You, but Maybe he can't hold a job, but... <laughs> exactly. And there lies the problem that a lot of people don't understand. These sort of under-the-radar crazy people that find a place to, to exist in, in those kinds of uh, communities... They are looked over by the system so many times. And where, would, where would Herman Broad be without the acceptance of those kind of people? Of course. You know what course. I mean? But Herman Broad, in the ending, in the weaning years of his career, he was just... Everybody make, made like fun of him. Everybody, sure. He was just... Um, he was a mess. Sure. <laughs> sure. And that's why I... I you, you mean I... I Same I, with Elvis, but he's still immortal. They made fun of him when he got fat and was doing Vegas shows. They're like, what a washed up fucking fat yeah. turd. And then when he died, they're like, the king has yeah, departed. Yeah, same with Michael Jackson. They were like making fun of him in every Child movie. Child toucher. And he touched child children. La -di -da. I'm going to rip he... your children. I'm going to rip you. He was the single greatest artist of all time. Yeah, because he died. <laughs> well, he was. He was one of the greatest. For he sure. was... I don't know, like, there was a, you know, there's a point where I was always just like, I can't stand Michael Jackson. I kind of grooved down to Michael Jackson in, in Grand Theft Auto Vice City, because the whole game was just fantastic, and then I was like, all right, fine, bit of you know, just like trying to get into it, and she's like, all right, why not? But otherwise, like, I can't stand Michael Jackson. After he died, I, I started listening a little bit to, like, a full album here and there, like, stuff that you don't normally hear on the radio, then it was just kind of like, whoa. Like, some of the shit is crazy, like, but these beats are really sick and stuff. Like, what is it from the 80s? Like, this is like, you don't really hear these kind of beats anywhere else. They're like really, really deep, cool beats. And then I looked into it more and realized he programmed every drum machine himself. Yeah. And all the beats and stuff and the chords and the grooves and stuff. The guitar solos are done by some people that throw in yeah, licks and stuff. Yeah, but it was all in his mind. But the whole fucking thing is like he, he almost like would would dance first and come up with a beat from his dance moves and yeah. shit like that. Like, what? Like, he just goes from dance to music first. Yeah. Like, he had it in his head, like these moves. He's like, but then the beat can go like... Boom, you know, like, and then he would get that in his head and then, then start making these beats with, and then also all the biggest synthesizer companies would give him all the prototype drum machines six months before they're released to the public. Now, when they did this, they would give them to uh, Jackson, Stevie Wonder, they would give them to so-and-so, they would give them to the residents. The residents got a lot of that shit, too. Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't believe it. They would get the same shit Stevie Wonder was getting from mm -hmm. the same companies. Nice. Like, Stevie Wonder would have number three, residents would have number four yeah. of the ten prototypes. Shit like this. Because like, they were the innovators, and they knew that while the residents aren't popular, they can take back and listen to what they made with it and know that the residents would push that machine to its limitations and get all the weirdest things they could out of it and see what it's really capable of. So that's why those companies were giving the residents synthesizers back in the day. <laughs> but anyway, they gave him the Jackson because they knew that he was going to take him and, and combine them to make the sickest beats and shit like that. And then people were like, what was that? Oh, that's the Juno, motherfucker. You got to go get that synth. You know, and that's that's what he did. But he was basically building beats for machines that didn't exist yet for the public. And that's why his shit was always so fresh. Like, what is that new sound? Oh, shit. You know, yeah. and it's because the companies were throwing him the synthesizers before anyone else got them, you know. And, and maybe he's faster at making songs than Stevie Wonder because he's not blind. And <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, but uh, did you ever hear about the cons this is this is actually a really interesting one I want to touch on it uh, you might like this you know I know you didn't play a ton of video games as a kid but you know Sonic the Hedgehog right yeah Sonic the Hedgehog 3 for Sega Genesis um, there is this guy on the internet as a kid when the internet was first coming out he was on a news group and started discussing how much the music from Sonic 3 sounded like Michael Jackson's music and then for a long time, there was this moment where like, they, they put on YouTube a video of 
the ending credits music to Sonic 3 after you beat the game next to one of these uh, B-side songs from Michael Jackson, and it's literally the same exact melody and beat. And then people were like, hmm, intensifies, you know? And then uh, then after Michael Jackson died, basically, and the internet was around, this guy started like going through the credits list of the game and started e- finding out like the LinkedIn pages and emails of all these people that worked on this game until he finally found some people and tracked down the information and found out that, guess what? Michael Jackson made all of the music for Sonic the Hedgehog 3. But this was right around the time when the whole first time the child scandals came out. And so he had his name wiped off of pretty much everything. Oh, Um, shit. There's another one, too. Um, So he basically, uh, they they got a hold of this guy who was credited for making the music, okay? And um, this guy said, he's like, it's the weirdest thing. He's like, um, Sega had contacted me saying, like, would you like to work on video game music with Michael Jackson? And I said, hell Yeah. And so, and and he's just like a guy who makes MIDI shit. So yeah. his job would have been to like translate it into MIDI for him or something. Well, it turns out uh, he never got contacted back and stuff. Some months went by. Then suddenly they're like, "Would you still be interested in doing this?" He's like, yeah. He's like, "Well, we already have all the completed stuff with Michael Jackson." He's like, "So what we would like to do is like you would get a credit on it right underneath Michael Jackson's wow. name, and you just finish the work of his songs and pull them together." Yeah. And he was like, "All right." He's and then. By the time he got the work, they were like, um, Michael Jackson's name's not going to be on it whatsoever, so um, all you need to do is just tweak it slightly so that it's not yours, or so that it's not his anymore. <laughs> just tweak it slightly so that it's, like, uh, legally not the exact same thing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, all, all right. And he was already just kind of pissed off because he thought he was going to work with Michael Jackson. Instead, he's got this... Michael Jackson apparently already did all the MIDI work because he's so fucking good at this shit. <laughs> so he already made the music. Um and he's like, eventually, he's like, I just, he's like, I changed nothing. <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, I changed nothing. I just like fucking just changed a couple lines of code so the hash would be different if they compared it, and then just sent it back in. Like, I waited a few weeks <laughs> and sent it back in, and then it became the music of the game with his credits on it. And and he was, he's like, he's like, I could only assume why they didn't want his name on it is what he said, you know, because it's a game for kids and they didn't want Michael Jackson to be associated with their product anymore because he touched kids. Mm-hmm. So that was the whole thing. Uh, do you remember? I, you don't watch the but Simpsons. But they still wanted him to do the music. Well, it was just kind of too late, and they had to release the game. You know, Sonic the Hedgehog three. It's interesting. That game was rushed, so they had these two games that released. It was called Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic the Hedgehog three. Yeah. What came out first was Sonic three, and then Sonic and Knuckles. But Sonic Knuckles had it was the cartridge, but it had a flip top, and you can stick Sonic three on top of it. So you had a double stacked Sega game cartridge. And it would like be like a DLC kind of. Kind of, yeah. And it was the full fucking game, and it was like the longest fucking 2D game you could play in a long time, especially for a side-scrolling, running as fast as you can game. It was crazy, and it actually like combined the characters because in Sonic and Knuckles you could play as Knuckles in in that game, or you can play as Sonic. And there's two different strings of levels you go through, and if you play through both, you get a different storyline at the ending and stuff. And okay. there's like save games as well, so you collect the emeralds and different endings. It's cool. Sonic 3 was this whole thing where you can be Sonic or Sonic and Tails, or just Tails and stuff like that, when you combine the two, you could have Knuckles in Sonic 3 and see the full fucking story, like the prequel and everything. It was, it was badass. So it was okay. like, But the whole reason why they did it, they stumbled into this good idea, basically, because they were so constrained for time on the release date schedule that they just had to release an incomplete game and just called it Sonic 3. And then they just scrambled and came up with this idea with the, with the, with the engineering department to combine it so that it could be uh, uh, two games in one. Okay. It, it's a, it was a really cool concept and stuff like that. And it so is. apparently he was supposed to be also doing the music for Sonic and Knuckles. But if you listen to those two games, their music is very different. 
Okay. Very different. The music in Sonic and Knuckles right after... Oh, wait, the dude that got credited for Sonic 3 mm-hmm. actually did the music for Sonic and Knuckles? No, some Japanese guy did it for Sonic and Knuckles. It was the same stuff as the Japanese company made. But what they wanted to do with 3 was get Michael Jackson in on it. Yeah. Japan loved Michael Jackson, too, so it, it, it would track with them as well, so it was fine. Um, but then the Japanese guy did it from... For, for Sonic and Knuckles, it ended up being a Japanese guy, as far as I know. So it was just the same music as the Japanese version of the game or whatever. You know? yeah. And they didn't have to do much work. But yeah, this was uh, it was a crazy story. And so this, this research went even further, too, because he got a hold of some of Michael Jackson's old school entourage after a while. Once the story started gaining some heat, and he had like a, a good online publisher for like video games and stuff like that, um, uh, like a news site and stuff, like he got help with them, and they got into contact with uh, some of Michael Jackson's entourage and former like managers and shit like that. And they said, all right, well, I guess the cat's out of the bag at this point. Uh, Sega had been working with him on the Michael J- uh, on the Sonic 3 game. He's like, what he would do is he would be, he would have, he had a prototype cartridge and a Sega and a big screen TV and a fucking drum machine uh, table in front of him and stuff like that. And he was able to play the game and it was soundless. It just had the sound effects and shit like that. And he was able to program the beats and he would play through the game and try and get a feel. Like, ooh, what would this sound like? You know, and he, would, and he would like try and figure it out and he would play the game. And then he would like go dance around a little bit and stuff like that and come up with beats and shit like that. And then apparently he told also, he's like, he also was really disenchanted by the whole thing as well because um, a lot of his beats that he was constructing, because it goes down to MIDI, it gets squashed in such a way that it doesn't really sound like the way he wanted it to in the first place. So he had to get used to that too, but he liked the challenge. Yeah. Like, he was actually really... Because he also... He's such a child, like they said. Like, he was such a child yeah. at heart that he loved playing video games. Like of course. Sega came out. He's like, oh, hell yeah. Let's play some Sega. He was, like, really down for that shit. Like, I... God, if I wasn't afraid of rape, I would have totally hung out with him. Like, I would have hung out with him as an adult. Because he wouldn't have been interested in me as an adult. I would have hung out with him then. For mm-hmm. sure. Like, I think I would have... I would have been really good friends with Michael Jackson if... <laughs> I mean, like, I think we have a lot of similar interests, because I love cartoons and video games. Well, like, almost every kid, so... Yeah, I know, but he's, like, the one where you could, like, share cheat codes with, because he's so goddamn into it and memorizes all the button codes and shit. He's, like, one of those guys, you know? He'd be like, oh, you know how to get past level (laughs) 7? You gotta do a double roll. (laughs) Just like this, like, watch. You hit A, A, B, forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Michael Jackson was cool. I don't know. I don't know how many of those kids he actually touched. I have. I have at least. I, I think he probably was guilty of at least some of them. But I think a lot of them are probably people trying to get some money out of Michael Jackson, and the media storm was so heavy that there's no way he was gonna lie his way out of it. Yeah. You know, because it was just all too much, too much piling up and stuff like that. That's what I feel. Like I don't think it went as like I don't know. There's a lot of shady shit. He's pretty sure that he did something. And there was a point where he was so sick that he was just paying everybody who said something to just go away. And it's really a shame. And you know, they were putting him on all those weird drugs and shit, too. For so many years. He was just out of it in like a fucking haze the whole time. I need to take a cigarette from you. Sure. I feel bad for Michael Jackson a little bit. But also, if he did touch kids, he can rot in hell. You know, I kind of feel that way about it. Same with the bassist of Fish. I don't know what the circumstances were of that shit, but if he did actually do something inappropriate with that girl, or he had planned to when he was taking photos of her, fully clothed, I must say, because it sounds weird when he's taking photos of her. But um, if he was actually planning on doing something nefarious, then yeah, I hope he rots in hell. Good bass playing, though.
Michael Jackson threw down a beat, too. Mm-hmm. I loved Sonic 3. <laughs> it's, uh... I can tell. Oh, but that was a really interesting read, though. Someone made a website simply dedicated just to that whole Sonic 3 story and his, uh, and his long travels and searching for the, the truth about Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and Michael Jackson. He was just like, I'm so sure that it was him. Like, it just... He was a little bit into Michael Jackson, so he's like, I'm, I'm so sure that this is his music. It sounds like his style of writing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of felt like that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I don't think it's Michael Jackson. You press start, and it's like... It's like, that song is nothing like it. And then the melody comes in. <laughs> like a little MIDI sounds and stuff, you know? <laughs> I love chiptunes. I like MIDI chiptune versions of, of real songs. When I used to build video games, I used to find those online and stick them into my levels. So it's just like, you're listening to a MIDI version of like a, a Frank Zappa song or something. When you're going through a level. That was cool. Also, I'm, I'm shit at composing MIDI because you have to understand, like, sheet music and shit. And I don't. Sometimes my voice is just too beautiful, my babies. I know you all agree. All the emails say so. My voice is beautiful. <laughs> my body all over your you know, the thing is, when uh, some very wild accusation is made, a lot of people try to jump on that bandwagon. And I know this because, uh, okay, this is a very funny story. Okay. Uh, like five, to, no, te- about ten years ago, I don't know the exact amount, but quite a while ago, there were reports of a puma being seen in the Veluwe, which which is the, like a like a big national park okay. of the Netherlands. A the puma. Veluwe. A puma. Yeah. Okay. Immediately in the days that followed, there were a lot of people on the news saying like, "Yeah, I saw the puma. It was so big. It had fangs. Like blah." And then at some point, it turned out it was just a big cat. It was not a puma. It was just a cat. But, Which is like a very large fat cat. Yeah, very large fat cat. So in the beginning, somebody already uh, uh, reported it as a prank, probably. And but then a lot of people all over the all over the place, like like tourists, but people, also people living there and they're young, old. They all were like on the news, like yeah, I saw the puma clear as day. It was uh, huge. It almost attacked me. I, you know. Yeah. But that shows how quickly people are willing to just lie. To, to say they're a part of something, like, of some sensation. Uh, is that a word oh, yeah. for it? Yeah, you know what I mean? want to be a part of that, yeah. And especially with this Michael... Ja- okay, I don't know if he raped or molested any children. I'm almost positive he did at least some. And Because and it was over the course of several decades he got accused multiple times. There's one big one in the 90s, and he actually publicly apologized for it on national television yeah. and stuff like that. So pretty sure he did that one. But and, the, then, yeah. and then more of it came out again uh, in the 2000s. And here I am not uh, uh, um, defending uh, these experiences. They were very negative for the children. Uh, but the thing is about Michael Jackson. Well, too. well, he said he didn't do anything to him. 
He said. Uh, I watched him on Rogan, and he was just like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the thing is, about about Michael Jackson, he he was a child in his mind still. He was just completely still a child. So what my, what my theory is, he was just, as a child, as a 12-year-old boy, maybe he was at that point, I don't know how old he was, he was just experiencing his thing with his, he thought, peers, you know, yeah. the other kids. But of course, in real life, that is not gonna yeah, he's fly. Just, he was a mentally damaged guy. He was still very sing. mentally all damaged. All he knew how to do was sing and dance and stuff ways. like that as well. So it's uh. And he was just a very troubled, unique soul. Oh, he, was, that, uh, he was like ritualistically abused. Exactly, and and nothing father. good is gonna come out of that. So chemically castrated him as well. You know, his doctor came out as telling that. The yeah. doctor that was his doctor for his uh, whole life, especially... Well, not whole life, but, like, the, all the time. For many years, including... The death the doctor? Who, yeah. The death this doctor, guy. yeah. He wrote, he wrote a book in which he... Uh, once uh, Joe Jackson died, um, telling the stuff that Michael Jackson had told him about his father and for medical purposes and stuff, and one of them being that, like, his father was feeding him pills that chemically castrate him, so it kept his voice out. Like, I gotta get back. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And that's why he's like that and quite feminine and stuff like that. It's because they fucking hormone therapied him before they understood how that shit worked. And yeah. they did. They basically did a Judy Garland on him. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like the Wizard of Oz times. Yeah. They were feeding her like anti-hormone pills to keep her like a fifteen-year-old girl, and yeah, she was like in her thirties yeah, when she was exactly. doing that movie or something. She looked like a little little fucking child. Yeah, she got really. Up. She got really really sick from that shit. It's very fucked up that uh, that he had to go through all of that. Yeah, I mean, but he also, he definitely did that other shit too, and it's a product of that stuff. It exactly. doesn't doesn't make him innocent for it and stuff. No, it's not innocent, he also but never also any not. Time for it. Also, he's not a villain. That's all I'm saying. He's not the villain in this story. He's also, in a way, uh, not entirely. It's one of those things where you're going to ca- capture the fucking murderer, and you capture the murderer, but then you find out he 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 actually did do the stabbings and he murdered. But then there was also someone who was like who controlled him and made him do those things as well. So you need to get that guy too. Yeah. It was one of those kind of things. Like he's definitely guilty, but you you we, we he will be punished. But you should also pity that guy as well because take a look at at uh, this <laughs> and take a look at his whole entire life and shit and. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty depressing. It's yeah. pretty sad. It's really fucked up. And it's like, it's like now because it's like I don't know if I could have that childhood and not come out raping boys either. Exactly. <laughs> I will challenge anybody to go through all yeah. of that and not be. And also, and not even, not also uh, the way his family treated him, especially his father, but also the fact that he was already very world famous before his ball sank in, you know, and, yeah. and that they prevented to actually yeah. happen. But he, how old was he when he got into the Jackson 5? Like, five, six? Oh, I don't know. If, maybe. Like, super fucking young. And then, well, not when they were famous. He wasn't five or six. He no, was, okay, okay. Well, maybe he was like, eight. He, was like, he was like nine or ten years old okay, or something nine or like ten. that. Maybe, maybe a little older. But imagine just going through... "Quote unquote Fire. child <laughs> childhood." <laughs> I don't know. I hear this wow, he's voice. Nap time in between the studio because <laughs> he's like five. Like change my diaper. <laughs> but imagine just going. Uh, he doesn't wear diapers every day. He's a big boy with sleep diapers. Sleep you know? diapers, yeah. <laughs> you know, twenty-four hour diapers. <laughs> yeah, not all day diapers and change me and shit like that. And, or he's like too old with diapers, and you see him just walking into the into the bathroom with a newspaper rolled up and a diaper, just walking in there. <laughs> He's going to just to change his diaper and sit on the toilet for a while and just, like, get any extra and wipe and then smoke a cigarette and then <laughs> put on the other diaper. 
Did he smoke? Did Michael Jackson <laughs> no, smoke? No, no, no. He oh. was a, as far as I know, he was a, he was like, ew, smoking's bad. He was, he was the, very innocent. He wasn't in into drugs things. and things like that. Drugs and, neither, and no. alcohol, he wasn't alcohol, super, I think, no. no, I think he did do some drinking He was mostly prescri- into prescription drugs. But you know what he liked? He liked yummy drinks, like, uh, you know, Pina colada. strawberry daiquiri. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, um, have one or two, because uh, what I understood is he was also giving it to the kids. Oh, like, like, I'm like, you want to try? You know, you want like, a yummy yeah, drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Ouch. There's a little bit of that involved too, and, and of course, like, yeah, it's it's really fucked up. I think what happened with Macaulay Culkin, and this is just my own personal theory, is that I think he knew. That he, okay, either either one thing is the most sinister thing is that the whole satanic Hollywood cult thing works is is true, and and he is, and Macaulay Culkin is a blonde haired, blue eyed little fucking sacrifice child that was passed around and fucked by the other Hollywood people and stuff like that as a child actor, because you hear about that before. You've heard, you hear about that shit sometimes, like weird shit like that, like these child actors that were passed around like fucking blunts at a Rusted Root concert or something like that. And f- it's, seriously, man, it's, I'm not kidding. This, some of them have come out and talked about this shit. That's the, that's the outrageous thing about it. Um, it's, it's really, really scary. There's like these kind of weird, like uh, child actor pedophilia rings sometimes getting, um, Linked to Disney and shit like that. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's some fucked up shit. Like, you should take... Remember we were talking about Raven Simone on the... Uh, yeah. A couple episodes ago? She's one of those ones that's... Her whole backstory is shrouded with mystery and, and controversy and stuff like that. You should, like, spend some time going down the rabbit hole about her. Okay. Click, click on some on some uh, fake news labeled websites about her history and stuff like that. Those those old, like, HTML typed up websites about her and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, because there's there, <laughs> there's some interesting info about that kind of shit, but okay. it's not talked about on, like, fucking Huffington Post or something. No, no, you no. Yeah. And it might be true, it might not be true, but you you see a lot of those kind of things, and some of it with with some forms of evidence and some kind of things and some some uh, you know witness accounts and stuff like that, and some offhanded statements she might have made and stuff like that, you know, some weird shit, you know. Uh, so there's there's that shit going on. That's so that's one theory about Macaulay Culkin, as that like if he's saying that it didn't happen, well that's because he's under some sort of uh, mind control state. And they have like that altered conscious thing where where they can trigger you to flip into a different personality and stuff, and they can do rituals to you and then snap you out of it. And all the shit that happens to you is contained in that other little compartment in your brain and stuff that they can trigger when they play like a tritone of notes or something like that, and it actually makes you snap into that other mode where you kind of go into zombie mode and shit like that. There's a lot of accounts of weird shit like this. So either Macaulay Culkin is one of these, and he just has locked away memories of being fucked by Michael Jackson, or he was there. Michael Jackson was like, "Ooh, you want a daiquiri?" And he was like, "Oh, no, thanks, Michael." And <laughs> you want to play another round of Sega? <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah, sure. But maybe later we should take our shirts off. Mm, nah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I gotta get going home. He's like, "Oh, come on, stay and play with me. Play with me." He's like, oh. "Listen, I'll be your friend, but you gotta stop with the trying to fuck me shit." <laughs> and like, this was like, tw- you know, twelve-year-old Mike uh, Macaulay Culkin was just a little wise, you know, and he was just like, "Dude, stop." And he's like, all right, all right, all right. But you won't tell anyone, will you? No, not if you stop. <laughs> and also... Okay. And then they end up becoming good friends because they have a secret. My theory is also that uh, a Michael Jackson would bribe a lot of these children with, sure. with money and presents sure. and things. But Macaulay Culkin sure. was already a multi-millionaire yeah. from all these movies. So he's he didn't, so loaded. He was not bribable, no, no I guess. Well, Macaulay's not bribable. Or, well, Macaul- well, no, Macaulay Culkin didn't really do that much. He did the Home Alone series. But and he, still, and he, he might got have money like, from it. Sure, but he didn't do much after that. 
from what I understand was uh, his parents were smart about his earnings. Yeah. Uh, and he did okay. But not smart he, about the people he, he hung out with, apparently. He, you know, th there's this whole story about how he went off the rails and shit like that, but it really wasn't that fucking bad. I think he... Uh, he was just doing a little... Early yeah, 20s I rage. Think, I think so, too. And having the pressure of people following you only makes you want to escape more a little bit and stuff like that. He didn't have, like, some sort of fucking naked in Los Angeles meltdown or something, jacking it in San Diego. <laughs> 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 Nothing like that, you know? It w but, you know, he, he did some drugs and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I, when I saw him on the Rogan podcast, man, that guy is a very smart, coherent gentleman. And it's so cool to see him. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to see Macaulay Culkin. It's actually really interesting to see him because, you know, when I was a little kid... I remember when that movie came out in theaters, and my parents took me to see those movies and stuff. I used to fucking love them. I would watch them over and over on VHS tapes, even what, when it Home wasn't Alone? Christmas time. Yeah, I watched that shit all the time because it was just cool, and it had so many like little jokes in it. And I would get into them all, the little jokes, and haha, you know, getting really into the stupid shit, you know, of it. Like obsessed with those movies, and I liked that kid. And uh, so it was weird to see him as an adult. Like, holy shit, it's Kevin McAllister. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. I don't know. I liked it. And and uh, it's cool to see that he's doing fine. I mean, dude, he has been... He was in a long-term relationship with uh, Mila Kunis. Ooh. He can't be doing all that bad. Hello. Come on. Mila Kunis. There you that, go. She is something else. There you go. Ooh, I love he her. He did all right. Macaulay Culkin did just fine. <laughs> Damn, Mila Kunis also seems like a very fun girl. I don't find her to be the hottest chick in Hollywood or no, anything no, like that. No, no, no. It's not even, that. It's I never just... thought any of the chicks on... You know who I thought was hot on that 70s show was... Was uh, Donna? Was, no, Foreman's <laughs> sister. That blonde girl. Yeah, she yeah. was with uh, with the she tits? was with Anne Hayes or Ellen DeGeneres at some point in time. Okay. In real life, she's a lesbian who was with some other famous yeah. actress. I forget which one. But yeah, she was hot, but the rest of them just like I right, take it or leave it. Yeah, and it then like sometimes about the hotness really. No, it wasn't. Mila. No. She's just seems she seems cool. Yeah, seems like it. Yeah, I like uh, her work on Family Guy. Sure, yeah, yeah, she's a good voice actor. I think it's very cool that she's done that role for so long on Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For what caliber of fame that she had, doing very big movies, like that Black Swan movie and stuff that was fucking huge, and mm -hmm. then she's also getting, like, called a fat pig on Family Guy as Meg. Yeah. It's very cool, and she yeah, still cool. has that humor, but then is also able to take on those crazy-ass roles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. fun. Mila <laughs> Kunis, please call me on... Zero six four four. Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> hey, this is Mila Kunis. I have a cold, but I'm real. <laughs> okay. Oh, so what's man. next? There was a I'm... comedy night in Volta last night. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was mostly women. One guy in the lineup, mostly women. And. Okay. The first two women were very generic girl comedians, like, uh -huh. talking a lot about... Sex. My vagina! Yeah, my vagina smells like a farm! I don't know what's going on. No, what, the first girl was American, so I automatically hated her. No, Thanks. I... Uh, she was nice. already... She was kind of funny, but she, she, she did too much on Trump. I would rather take an American stand-up comedian than pretty much any European comedian, unless they're, like, groundbreakingly amazing. <laughs> okay. Easier. And and no, but for me it's only because. But same way that you would probably prefer to have a Dutch comedian over your average 
American open micer. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's it's more of just like it's it's relation. That's yeah, all exactly. It is. That's, that's, that's all it is. That's and, the thing. So it wasn't as an insult. It's just relation. But she just did too many Trump jokes, and I don't like. It's too easy. That's a huge no no for me. I'm fucking. I hate it. In, in times where it's extremely political in the world, I think that's when comedians should be the least political. You should be talking about everything but that shit. I hate those cheap Trump jokes. Cause you're gar- if you have a big crowd, like you're doing one of those Netflix specials, you're one of those new up-and-comers. I watched this this new Netflix thing. They put up like fucking 50 or 60 new comedy specials from yeah. all around the world. Yeah, they um, did. All the English-speaking ones, every single one of them, within a minute and a half, have done their one obligatory Trump joke. Yeah. Every single one of them. And there was a point where I'm just like, Ugh! every time. And I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm just like, shut up about it already. Yeah, we know. It's not He sucks. Like it's already funny in itself. You don't there's this this is the time where it's like satire doesn't work because it's already ridiculous. The same there's with so much Bush. more you can talk about. Same with Bush back in the day. Yeah, it's the same with Bush. It's the same exact thing. And like it, it's I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of hearing it. I love the comedians I love the ones the, the ones I love the most are the ones that aren't talking about Trump. Like it doesn't mean that you can't mention Trump ever and stuff like that. That's I guess no, it's fine. No, unless you have Maybe a not, very unique point of view on it or a very unique way of making... Not in your stand-up routine. I don't mind making... if you, like, talk about it in life. You know, like, fine. No, that's, that's That good. doesn't bother me, but when you work it into your five minutes, that annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, it's it's just too easy. It's just too easy. So, that's what I didn't like about her. And, and the second comedian, I went outside to smoke, so I didn't catch her. The third comedian girl, she had a... V- like a very absurd set she was kind of ugly like i'm not saying this to be mean but just to set us she was just your typical not not hot girl but she she was she was just ugly okay i'm okay. just i'm saying it like this and she she <laughs> okay. uh, uh, uh like she wasn't funny at all her hair game wasn't even on point frizzy hair fucked up teeth she had no coconut oil in her hair yeah no Obviously. coconut oil in Obviously. that house zero coconut oil no in her drop hair. Anyways, but she had a, a, a very weird set. Like her, her thing was, she's playing. The, she was playing the a cat from her owner, and she came up like this, like hello, I am the Lord. So at first I was like, eh, what? But for some reason it worked because also the crowd was very cool. The crowd mm-hmm. was very cool. Probably because they drank a lot, but yeah. also sometimes you have a, a but big isn't crowd. But this like and the crowd is dead. also comedians and people who are interested in this stuff, isn't it? No, no. Yesterday was was a very big crowd, okay. like like forty people. Okay. So and and just all random, just people okay. chilling. Maybe friends of the comedians. But That's still. what I was saying. Like as if it's a room full of their own supporters. But then. it was not a room full of. The, it was just some comedians brought one or two people, but a lot yeah, of people okay. just came there to have a night out. Because the one that I went to with you at the Volta. Yeah, uh, that w- that was also a different was like, organization. It, yeah, it was a different organization. It was the same guys we saw at the other thing. Yeah. The same beard guy. So and you saw Aladdin how joke. packed that was. So yeah, but it was like all comedians sitting down and watching each other's sets and and being supportive and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just like you hear a lot of forced laughter and stuff. Yeah, and, exactly. So no, yesterday was Why did, was why did more, I get picked uh, on? Like like literally every time I go to these shows, you guys pick on me. Yep. <laughs> I just now realized I forgot. Like the first time I was there, they also were like, "Oh, you're American." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I should speak English, and then he does it for like five seconds, and then he goes back into Dutch. Like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh well, stick to the bit. If you're gonna do it, do it. You know. <laughs> but that, yeah. the worst comedian of the night was the guy, to be honest, because he had a very weird accent. I was not sure where he was from. I think it was British, and he talked like very inside his mouth. Okay. Very uh, in the back of his throat, so a lot of words got swallowed. And personally, I didn't understood it. Okay. 
the the crowd was very international. There okay. were people from Australia, Finland, uh, Chile, 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 uh, Chile, all over the world. Probably people just living Argentina. here. Argentina, Argentina, and uh, but. The last comedian was my favorite, was this uh, Chinese expat uh, living in, in Amsterdam, and she was, I already saw her once before. Oh, I was going to say, you talked about her before. I talked about her before. She was, again, so hilarious, because she has such a unique point of view. Like, she started off with, the, with, with a few of those words, like, okay, let's do the bubbly, I have not completely lost my marbles, and like, okay, I don't know how to explain this. Don't do her bit. I'm not doing her bit, but I'm trying to explain what her her setup was. Like she started off with this set of words that described somebody that is pleasing, aesthetically pleasing to be around, and then she went back to that whole thing while explaining why her, while her uh, how her life is not at all co- uh, together and yeah. like at some point she was talking about eating a tub of ice cream in just one commercial block. <laughs> that kind of stuff and and she she just puts her ca- uh, communist point of view of Chinese point of view because she also very much milks that that she is a communist here living in this capitalist uh, <laughs> place and then she just goes to the grocery store to laugh at all the capitalist chocolate and all the capitalist this and all. and yeah of course now I'm explaining this it's not funny at all but she made it so funny. I wish I remember her name. Shaolin? I don't know. She was very good. She. Was, I really hope she's going to make it big because she's. Oh, she nice. made me laugh. And that's pr- pretty hard to do we, at a comedy show. You just, yeah, because you're the kind of person that... Oh, excuse me. I'm yawning. I had an edible earlier today, too. Uh, mm-hmm. she, uh, you're the kind of person that like when you see how someone looks, you just already hate them. Like, I hate your face. <laughs> I don't care what you're about to say already. Like, you, you now have to prove me wrong. <laughs> it's no longer like, ooh, what's this going to be? It's now like, ugh. Oh. <laughs> it's because I work in the service industry for, for more than 10 years now. So I have seen all the horrible people that can be. And now at this point, I'm like, okay, you're probably horrible. You're just a grump. I'm you're a grump. grump. You're I'm a grump. grump. Like, you have the grumpiness of your dad and the grumpiness of your mom. <laughs> You have both. I've had the pleasure to meet your parents, who are wonderful people, but they have their own individual unique types of grump, and you have a combination of the two grumps. I know. I know. (laughs) Okay, I can explain real quick in a short story how grumpy my mother can be, because... My mother also hates people on site. That yeah. is where I got that. Yeah. Like last summer, last, last summer we went to Greece and we met this uh, young couple uh, with a Greek guy and a Dutch woman. Beautiful woman, tall, blonde, slender, and your as, mom hated her. My mom hated her because as soon as they they met, we met them and they explained a little bit about their life, and then at some point they left. My mom hated her because. She just left, uh, uh, came to live there. She lived there for about a year. So she was pretty new to the Dutch, of uh, the Greek uh, uh, thing. Uh, and she got around. Her job was to teach Greek people over Skype English. That oh, was wow. her job. Okay. And I think my mother was just jealous because when she moved to Greece back in the day, she moved to Greece for... Couldn't do shit like that. No, she, they were just, they were struggling. Yeah. Because she couldn't get a job because she didn't speak perfect greek so she's like oh she's and got she, also, she weaves baskets and sells them on etsy what kind of a fucking job is yeah that? that's why she hates her she's like this beautiful fucking woman just skating by in life oh i'm just teaching some people a few hours of english a week and i'm just yeah 
And and she hated her I on hate sight. I hate that shit too. I well, hate that shit too. But honestly, but she I'm hated trying, her on I'm sight. To... And afterwards, we found out how she is and who she is, and then we hated her even more. <laughs> and and that in the meantime, she was just a very nice woman. She was kind. She was funny in a way. But her whole being and her whole how she got through life, we both hated her. Yeah, well, th- that's those people are called yuppies, man. Those are people that like. That's not the only way that they make money. They also come from money at some point. Yeah, 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 that's of course. for sure. That's for sure. Maybe you know? she even is now with her Greek boyfriend to piss off her yuppie mother. Nah. Well. They're probably okay with it. I don't know. Dutch people are okay with that shit. Y'all don't care so much about that. I'm a mo- my mother is just sometimes very jealous about that because I think the Amsterdamers are among the most uptight of the Dutch. And uh, they don't really care about interracial marriages. They do it all the time here. They're well, really she was not from cool. Amsterdam, though. Okay, this but, woman. but uh, was... what I'm saying is that the Amsterdamers are the most are the most uptight of them all. If if you would compare them all, I guess okay, excluding like the farmers and shit like that. Yeah. But who gives a shit what they think about marriage? You know, like but you know the the way that yeah the the rich white people over here they're like if you want to get yourself a Surinam wife, hey man. Enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy, you know, like they're cool with that. You wanna have little, you know, like mixed babies and shit like that and stuff. There's no people don't think about that here. It's not like an issue here. That's one thing I think is really cool. I just wonder if it's in some point in time, I mean like many, many thousands of years down the road of people mixing and in interracial mixing on the globe. I wonder if there's going to be you know, like when you have paint, you have a lot of paint, different colors, but at some time, at some point, if you mix them all together, you just come become some shit brown color. Yeah. I wonder if at some it's point in that. time, it's just going to be one color over the whole world, and then they have something else to be divided about, most likely, about the pointy nipples, or just yeah, like in yeah, uh, like, Rick uh, and Morty. Yeah, like the pink star or blue star bellies. Or in or outer. Do you remember, did you read any Dr. Seuss as a kid? No. Oh, there's a Dr. Seuss story about these characters called the Sneetches, and the Sneetches are just like these furry creatures and stuff like that, and some of them have stars on their bellies, and some of them have none. And it was actually, you know what you did see was the episode on South Park about the Skazes, and they had that whole Dr. Seussy thing with all the rhyming stuff about yeah. people getting the bracelets that was totally based on the story of the Sneetches. Oh, okay. And it was about like the star belly Sneetches thought they were superior than the others. Uh, and, uh, so they were marching around like everything's great, but this guy came into town and was like, Hey, I got a machine that'll put a star on your belly. And so all the non-star belly sieges started putting stars on their bellies. And then the people who were born with stars on their bellies were like, Oh, now everybody has stars on their bellies. Well, fuck. This guy was like, well, I have a thing that will remove the star on your belly. And they all went and got their stars removed from their oh, bellies shit. and stuff like that. And it was like a whole reversal thing back and forth until they realized that, the ultimate moral of the story is that guy kind of swindled them, but also taught them a lesson to realize that that shit doesn't fucking matter whatsoever, and you're all sneeches whether you have star or stars on your bellies or not. And they use that exact story function for the South Park episode too, which yeah, like exactly. it was more like you know none of this matters, and you guys are all a bunch of fucking idiots getting wrapped up into causes. You guys are all the same. There's no there's no reason to fight because you're all fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the sneeches story that was one that I I read as a kid. I love that one. You know. And that made me realize it's okay to put dicks in guys' butts. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you want to do, you should be able to do that, you know. And if you if you have a thing for black ladies, you should be able to exercise that, right? Did you ever did something homosexual? Hell no. So no? This, and I say hell no because 
there was a time, like, I think when a lot of kids turn around 13 or 14 and they start blossoming a little bit in terms of, like, you know, getting boners and shit like that. Yeah. You start wondering, like, am I gay? Because, like, girls aren't interested in you or something right off the bat because you have no idea what you're doing as a little kid and stuff like that. So, so I've had that part where I wondered and stuff like that, but I've never been attracted to a guy whatsoever. No. And also, I've... Because if you browse porn on the internet for any amount of time, you're eventually going to stumble upon a thumbnail that you don't want to see. Yeah. And the thumbnail is more than enough. You know, like, it's really more than enough. <laughs> like, I've never watched actual gay porn, but seeing thumbnails sometimes, like, on certain, like, on Chatterbait, for example, yeah, that website. Yeah, yeah. You know that site? Like, in, on the featured thing, it's all just thrown in. Gay, bi, trans, fucking, <laughs> like, so, like, the, the top thing right now, even though there's a bunch of, like, you know, great chicks going on there, well, honestly, technically aggregated from the whole site, the top three things right now that are going to pop up on your screen is, like, guys with five dicks in their mouths. Yep. With a real big close-up. And you're like, ah, 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 and you have to scroll down, and you're like, ah, ah, so filter, filter, <laughs> female, please. <laughs> and to me, like, that's the reaction I get at all times, and, like, one of the ways that, like... I used to listen to Loveline a lot on the radio, and one one way, like, Dr. Drew would be like, you know, one way that you know if you're not gay is, like, people who aren't gay, uh, when they see that stuff, they actually have a visceral reaction. Like, their penis goes inside their body. And, yeah. like, and that's what happens to me. I'm like, ah! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the idea of, like, making out with a dude is like, ah! Like, no, dude, not even for fun. Not even for, You would have to pay me a lot of fucking money, and then I'd probably have to get a couple drinks in me first. And, and some and, therapy. And, 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 and like, but the thing is, like, the, the money has to be, like, behind the guy so I can, like, look at it while doing this. Like, just kind of <laughs> keep, keep remembering that I'm getting millions for doing this, and then I'd probably be able to do it. You know, and it also, it can't be a gross guy. Uh, <laughs> That's where I sound a little gay. It's like, he also has to be hot. Okay. Well, nothing wrong with that. I mean, I want one that looks like a lot like me. <laughs> you, want, you want to make out with a clone of yourself? Yeah, I want to make out with someone who Lisa looks a lot like me, and, and he must be clean. <laughs> so clean, hot, looks like you. And, Anything and, else? And, 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 and like, Brushed you know, his teeth. You know, about fifteen million. Fifteen million. Yeah, at least, the at, minimum. At least we'll talk. But I mean, like, I, as long as taxes are out of it, and you know, <laughs> like, there's there there's there's litigation to be had. But like, I would be open to it for like a massive cash prize where I would never have to work another day in my life or do anything for the rest of my life and just fucking catch up on every video game I missed out on that I wanted to play and not have to worry about shit and pay somebody to go do my groceries for me and uh, my girlfriend will become my wife and we will just go travel the world and shit like that. For that kind of money, I'll make out with a guy for 10 minutes. Sure. Make ten, out. 10 make, minutes? Make out with? Yeah. Fuck? No. No fun, No fucking? No, no, Fundling? No, 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 no. Nah, I don't want none of that shit. So None it's just shit. nobody no, contact, like, uh, no, 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 no. Well, we can embrace, but I don't embrace. want the guy, like, giving okay. me a hand job while he's doing it or something. Oh, is that want... what fondling means? Well, yeah, fondling is, uh, is kind of, like, mean, like, it's more, like, su suggestive. Yeah, that would be fondling as well, and, like, grabbing tits and stuff like or that. But, but I'm pretty sure if you're gay, fondling the crotch area is probably... Going with the is, fingers yeah, and hair. That kind of shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow that kind of stuff. Just, like just, just passionate leave, making Leave my junk alone. That's that's all I'm saying. Like, because it really, it does not work for me. It's very uncomfortable for me. But you're the thing. But at the same time, I'm very <laughs> accepting of gay people, gays, lesbians, and all the, all in between and everything. I'm very accepting of that. I'm totally fine with it. Do what you want. It's not for me. I'm doing what I want. You know. Yeah. I like chicks. I like titties and I like pussy. And that's that's all I can really say. I don't know. Like that's I, I like nothing tits and pussy. I'm into that. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that either. So like, and, and that's that's for sure. Like, because I definitely get that visceral reaction. Lesbian porn is okay to me only because I'm looking at two girls that I could imagine fucking. 
But I also don't really like looking at lesbian porn because it's just it, kind of boring to me. I don't want to watch chicks with a purple dildo, like, just <laughs> just like, jackhammering it into them. The strap-ons are fucking weird because then to me it looks like some weird, like, masculine, <laughs> masculine role-playing kind of thing to me. Yeah. Like, to me it's like, this is weird. It just seems weird to me and, un- and unnatural and shit like that to me. And I don't say unnatural for society. I mean, like, unnatural for my sexual preference personally. It just doesn't feel – it doesn't click in my brain how I would want it to for a, a jack session. You know, I don't. I, I wouldn't feel good walking away from that. Like, all right, that was weird, <laughs> but uh, I'm okay with it. Still, you know, like, okay, fine. You know, I, I don't give a shit what people do with each other. Yeah. But it's definitely not for me. Okay. And as far as like the no amount of money for fucking thing, it's just like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't need millions of dollars that bad that I would be willing to take a dick up the ass for it, mm-hmm. or put mine in someone else, some other guy's ass, and hear him like. Ugh! Yeah, Steve. <laughs> you know, like, oh, man, I don't want that shit. Well, it's gonna be most likely a twink, so it's gonna be like, oh yeah, yes, Steve. You don't know. Yes. Yeah. Either way, it's just like, well, well, like a Mr. Slave kind of. Ugh. Oh Jesus. Yeah, just ugh. it's just it's very like it's 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 a little nauseating for me. And it's just a biological reaction, too, because I'm still, like, okay with that person. Like, if someone came up to me with their dick out and was like, come on, you want to suck my dick? I'd be like, oh, no, thanks, man. I wouldn't have the, I wouldn't be compelled to, like, beat the shit out of them and tie them to a pickup truck and drag them down a road or something no. like they do in the South and yeah. shit. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, that, that's unbelievable. That's that people... guy just got mixed signals. I'm just cute to the gays. I can't help it. Like, yeah. I, get, I do it's get hit It's flattering, on. right? I get hit on by gays. Yeah, and that's cool, but, you know, it's also just, like, Dude, I know guys. Guys are much less picky than girls, so it's not <laughs> that flattering when a guy. <laughs> I guess so. They probably can just tell by my body language that I probably have a really tight ass because <laughs> I haven't had many things up there. <laughs> you know? Up so tight. Yeah. And so, down tight, too. Yeah, that's. It hasn't happened much, but probably because I just don't put myself in those kind of situations either. Like, let's all go to a gay bar. I'm like, uh. No thanks. <laughs> I'll just go uh, yeah anywhere else. Uh, but the way you the, gay you, bar. the way you probably feel in a gay bar is the way most women feel in any bar. Yeah, sure, but I also you know what I think you know what I feel like in a regular bar? I feel like the nerd in high school who has no friends. Yeah, remember when we were hanging out in the cave and we were just like feeling out of place there? Yeah, like with I, all I, these crazy I, people. Like, oh, yeah, but shots. at least then we had someone to talk to. Like exactly. I've been in those kind of bars when I first came to Amsterdam alone. Alone, I had nothing to fucking say to anybody, and it was just all just so weird and strange. And I was just sitting at the bar alone, like get a beer and like go off to some corner table, and it was this guy just sitting there drinking a beer alone, probably like, creepy as fuck. Yeah. But it's like, I just had, I'm awkward. I'm bad at that kind of shit. Like, well, I'm bad at like living for 23 years in one fucking town my whole entire life. And then suddenly going across the planet, being in a bar with a beer. And it's like, okay, go. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, go interest, uh, be interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to drink this and go home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have a piece of paper. I'm going to draw. One time I had, like, my little netbook in the bar, and I was just, like, typing <laughs> in the bar when people were drinking on a Friday. <laughs> well, that's how I feel many times, too, in the bar, because I don't want to talk to people. Because usually when, especially guys, when they talk to you, they just want something from you, especially yeah. around last call, because that's my time to shine. Anyways, the thing is, about the, the bar, it's such a different uh, whole atmosphere of what we are usually looking for whenever we go out to do something social. We just want to chill, smoke, 
and have a sort of sensible conversation. But yeah. in a bar, you cannot do that. The later well, not it gets, in the big squares here. No, it's not really a possible thing. But usually. T- in general, also, too, the bar is You just... can't smoke in bars here anymore and no, stuff. And exactly. I don't really drink, so I don't give a fuck about having three Euro colas in a tiny glass all night and stuff. So yeah. that kind of sucks. And, like, if I'm going to go out, I might have a beer or two, but eventually I'm going to switch to tea or iced tea or something like that because I don't really like getting drunk all night. And I would rather, like, if I'm going to go out and hang out with you at some place, I want to go somewhere where I can smoke weed all night. Exactly. And have a chill spot, like the Hill Street. Yeah, like, Hill Street It's is not nice. the best place in the world, but... A place where you can smoke and get beers, so like also my girlfriend can come along and she can get beers and stuff if she wants to, you know what I mean? And or the Kashmir cash, Lounge is also nice. Kashmir Lounge is cool, yeah, that's okay. That place is alright. They're cheaper than the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. street, that's for sure. Exactly. I was there I was there the other week. Um, at the Kashmir. Oh. I was there the other week. Uh, I had a free day, so what I did was I went um, to the Kashmir. I did some... Uh, I responded to some emails, but I just wanted somewhere nice to sit that wasn't at the house, you know? I was like, well, I'm going to do some administration work for my stuff and, and, and just send emails through my phone, which is perfectly capable of doing all that shit. Yeah. I just sat there with a couple of joints and listened to their music and stuff, and they were playing, actually, a lot of the Afrobeat music that my band used to play. Yeah. Which was really strange. I was like, oh, shit, I remember these bass lines. I forgot we used to play this song. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of cool. Nice. And there was a few of them that came on. I'm like, how do I know all this shit? Um... Anyway, um, oh, so I thought I, you were gonna say it turns out they were playing our uh, no, recordings. No, no, no. <laughs> but afterwards, I just like bust out my Vita and I started playing like Persona. And I was just sitting there, playing until the battery ran out, just getting really baked and playing a video game in a in a coffee shop, chilling back, and that was really nice. Yeah, that was fucking chill. In a in a coffee shop, you don't feel weird for sitting alone and yeah. chilling but in a bar you kind of feel like you have to yeah be social. well in a coffee shop it's a whole different thing you're not it's going there to party you're going atmosphere. there to sit down and have a drink and relax and have a smoke yeah exactly yeah and uh cool because you can get booze and stuff so they don't like really i think they sometimes have little cocktails on special nights or something like that yeah, but they, they mostly just have like sometimes. bottled beers and stuff and yeah. for the most part exactly yeah well that's that, that's an okay place yeah yeah, I can definitely recommend, if you ever want to come to Amsterdam, come to the Kashmir, Kashmir Lounge yeah. in the Jan Pieter Heijenstraat. Because on the other side, of uh, across from the street, there is the coffee shop area, which is also nice to sit down at. Yeah, it's way. a coffee shop as well. So and you can't buy weed, weed in the lounge. You have to go across the street to buy the weed. They sell good weed. Yeah, it's pretty good weed, that's for sure. And it's not that expensive. No, no, it, it's a local th- uh, place yeah. too. And they have fire, good. they have good weed. I still, I'm still smoking my homegrown. I got a buttload of it. What's you know? it called again? Uh, this is the Euphoria. Euphoria, and the other one is Brainstorm. Brainstorm, but there's very little of that left. My red jar, and it's like got this much left of tiny buds and stuff. So I'm just kind of having it every once in a while, like before bed joints and stuff. I'll have yeah. one of those, small one. But how many jars do you have? Like eight or nine. Ah, you have eight of eight or nine jars. Yeah, I mean they're they're all like this or maybe a little here or something like that. So they're not packed to the brim because they can't be. To the brim. Yeah, I mean like if I were to put it in one container, it's not that fucking much weed, but it's spread Did out into eight jars. No. Wait, all the buds you have left. No. I just never. Yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't wanna, you uh, just smoke until. I don't want to think about it because also it's like, the the weed is quite fluffy too, it's, so it's weightless. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 not a really an accurate thing. Like it's 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 dry. It's not perfectly cured and stuff like that. It's a learning process. But mm-hmm. God damn it, if this stuff isn't getting me stoned. Yeah, sure. It's definitely working. I'm loving it. It tastes beautiful. Uh, sometimes these jars just smell amazing. Like this is one that's been curing. 
This one's been curing for a while, and I've only just opened it today, really. Apple mousse. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a... That's a yeah, it actually did smell a little bit like applesauce. I washed it so hard and like boiling water yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but you never really It's this it cap. Out. It never really takes out the smell. The cap is the thing. Mm-hmm. It takes time, and other stuff being in there will eventually mask yeah. it. Yeah, and and but the weed smells a little bit like apples now. Just oh, a little bit. It just infuses. It. It's just like when they put a little mango slice in with the weed or something like that, and it actually gives it a a, a tinge to it. It gives it a flavor. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happened on accident, and it's uh, nothing that harms it, and it tastes amazing. <laughs> I love this shit. I'm fan- I'm really happy with it. I rolled a double barrel joint the other day, and the reason why is because I have I'm on. Whoa. Oh, someone's at the door. Someone is at the door. So let's just give it a quick pause here. We're back. I don't know if you've been able to hear it in this recording. I'll find when we listen to it. I hope um, not. But there's, somebody's been making really loud banging noises for like the past 25 minutes or a half hour or something. And it's been really annoying. And I hope it didn't come to the podcast, but this guy just rang the doorbell asking if we were making noise. He's going around every door knocking on the doors to complain and shit. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and he lives below, so it must be really shitty for him. Yeah. I love living on the top floor. Yeah, you don't have people above you. That's top nice. floor, elite class. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on the master second race. floor. Master race. <laughs> the master race. <laughs> luckily, I live on the second floor, but luckily I have not have had any problems with my upper neighbor. Na- I don't even know if I have upper neighbors. You do. To be honest. I do. Well, sure, yeah. I don't hear them, so at that's that, super chill. At this chill. top corner, yeah. So nice. I would hear nothing. And the banging noise, what we hear now, that is pretty rare that pretty I sure actually that's this hear. guy right here. Yeah, he was probably hanging up a shelf or I something. I think people are just moving in. Because yeah. when I walked over here, they had their door open and boxes stacked up. So they're either moving out or moving in. Yeah. Well, at this is at this time in the day, you, you can't really complain about Yeah, it's 7 noise. o'clock. Fuck, I gotta go buy dinner and shit at some point. Yeah, we gotta... We already have a solid almost three hour of recording, so we're gonna. Yeah, yeah, we might as well cut it off here. Cut it off. It's a good <laughs> abrupt hey, everybody, end. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to another truly thrilling episode of the Successful Comedy Podcast. We laughed, we cried, we shed a tear or two, we smoked, and now I'm going to bike across the city in the winter to go get some fucking food. I already did groceries, so I'm so happy right now. What you got? I'm gonna eat schnitzel, uh-huh. uh, some like fingerling potatoes, and some peas, and I got some broccoli. Just gonna make a very generic potato vegetable Sounds meat nice. plate. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might just get pizzas, or maybe we're gonna order food. Because mm. I'm feeling lazy. Yeah, that's why I always do my grocery shopping. Even before breakfast, you know, as soon as I, I wake up. I had other shit I had to do this morning, though. I had uh, other, like, computer work and stuff to do. So I spent my morning doing that, and then I took a shower, and the next thing I know is about 3 o'clock, and so I came here. So this is all really fascinating information for the listeners. Yeah. So we're going to cut it off here. Thank you for listening once True. again. See you next week. No, wait. I want to really say thank you for the listeners <laughs> that, that tune in maybe every week or maybe for the first time right now i truly appreciate you listening to us and it's a very good thank you message okay bye okay see you later <laughs> thank yeah. you so much for listening to us.